0: i Spaces
1: seems like a great spot to end i don't know how to i didn't know how to stop mid idris elba set honestly to, so uh you know i kind of had to kind of find a you know a point uh but everyone welcome to this banger of a space uh obviously i had to play some banger music in the beginning this is the ai imagine i mean uh we're t- uh, the ai imagine space with um a bunch of ai artists i, I mean Honestly, like, like, a, it's it's an honor to uh, be with everyone today, and uh, we're with Function too. Function, what's going on, my brother? How are you doing? How's life? How's how's everything treating you? Everything
2: is great, bro. Everything's fantastic. Can you hear me? Yep, all right? you
1: sound you're sounding perfect. And then uh, just a quick uh, little shill on AI hey, Imagine. Uh, you know, you have to do it every single time. AI uh, hey, Imagine what we're doing. Community curate we're we're building a community curated NFT marketplace for NFT and digital art on Arbitrum. With AI Imagine, really what we're trying to do is bring the community first and then act and have them actively participate in the uh participate in the art artist economy, artists social economy specifically. Um and uh with that we got this banger of a space going on right now. We got black, we got Van City, we got Emily, we got Tammy, we got Steven, we got look um we got sandy we got mowgli up up here for speakers please uh by uh in that order please introduce yourselves wait what was the order again <laughs> yeah who
3: was first and who was second and third and fourth oh was anyway. I
1: talking too fast oh so my apologies uh so it was black vans Amley. um then it's tammy then it's steven then it's look and then it's, sent. I'm sure these conversations will just, you know, end up veering out, but we'll start, we'll start off with black. You know what I mean? Let's, let's go. What's, go, what's going on, brother? I, you were here uh, last, last <laughs>
2: week. Uh,
4: <laughs> GM, GM. Um, yeah. So I go by Black AI, um, Black Liberal R, cold as the full name. Um, and uh, yeah, I do what I'm calling existential surrealism work. Uh, Just launched a piece this morning, first one-to-one in my Penumbra series out of like the last two months or so. Um, So really stoked about that. And yeah, happy to be here. Happy to chat. And let's fucking go. It's Friday
1: yeah i'm I'm feeling the friday vibes for sure um actually I woke up um yesterday thinking it was Friday but today I'm feeling super friday vibes and I saw your penumbra. i think i commented on it uh, or i did comment on it um regarding some things uh you know some inspirations that i like i you know my own my own you know personal inspirations that, and personally I, I love i love the piece dude love the piece thank you very much i appreciate that and then uh vans off to you
5: Hello, everyone! Happy Friday. Um, my name is Vanessa, also known as Benson Momstal Creitto. I am a digital AI artist, AI and software engineer student, photographer, Web three event planner and creator. I'm also uh, the founder of the Woman in Tech Museum and Spatial. Uh, I love to see Tammy and Sandy. They're also part of my Women in Tech community. And, and for the last past year, my art has been traveled all around the world. So it is an honor to be here with all of you. And I want to mention that I'm also a stay-at-home mom. So in case you hear my kids in the background, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's the reason.
1: We love that. I mean, honestly, the fact that you're doing this with, you know, being being a stay at home mom and like you're actually, you know, you're, you're not really a stay at home mom. You're 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 your art made it to Times Square. What are you talking about? That's that's an art. You're an artist. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I mean, come on, like embrace it. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what to say about that one. But yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you. Honestly, I've seen I've seen your art. I've I've. I don't know. I'm I'm just honored. I'm shocked to be uh, in this space with a bunch of, you know, legends, I would call them. Um, uh, Emily, how are you doing?
6: Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, so I am an AI artist in this space. I also just have to say, Black saw your piece. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> and... I uh, have been a digital artist for about 15 years, been doing AI for um, about two years now. Uh, I've been in the space for about that same amount of time. My platform is mainly uh, pushing education, AI tools, uh, especially in regards to disenfranchised and disabled communities. And that's been a nutshell. I've got a big drop coming up that I can't talk about yet, but... uh, so I won't. won't.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, silence is key. Foam, building FOMO is key, right there. I love that, Emily. Honestly, and then on, a, we had that discussion. I think it was two weeks ago about like uh, with um, one of a, a disabled art, a disabled AI artist. Um, And like, honestly, we, we, like, I even thought about some, you know, how AI could help, you know, speech recognition or like, you know, how, how Stephen Hawking had that, you know, piece, like the little, he, he was, you know, interpreting complex math equations, obviously he had an assistant, but, um, he was interpreting that with just, just a finger. And, um, you know, me and a friend had a conversation actually artificially inclined, close, close friend of mine. Um, me and him, and he just joined the space, uh, speak of the devil. Um, but me and him had a conversation and we were like, uh, we were like, how can we, you know, sort of build a product out of this, like where you can, uh, enhance someone's life through AI, um, just the exact way that you like, just the exact way Stephen Hawking kind of does it through his, you know, assistant and things like that. Um, anyway, off to Tammy before I go on my tangent. (laughs) Hello.
7: Hello. (laughs) So, um, my name is Tammy. I've been I've been here for just about two years now in this space. Um, I am the U.S. country manager for Metacampus. Um, so I'm in charge of like trying to get all the brands and businesses uh, to sign up with Metacampus. I am an advisor on a community film project, Never Alone, uh, which is a Web3 decentralized Um, film company and I'm an AI artist. I've been doing this uh, over a year now, just about over a year, but I've always been a storyteller and a creative. I used to sketch all the time. and uh, draw. And I've been in a couple of shows before, but um, I wouldn't consider myself an artist before uh, I got into Web3 just because I was a sales and marketer and and a leader. That was my my position. Um, and this has really kind of given me the opportunity to call myself an artist.
1: I love that. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, the same way for me, I, I came from the IT space. And, you know, like, moving straight towards like digital art and modern, like, it's sort of a similar, you know, trajectory, I guess, if you know how to code and things like that. But yeah, no, I, lo- I love that, that, you know, that, that web three enabled to enable you to empower um, yourself that way. And I mean, num- num- like, I mean, I have a bunch of questions about regarding video and stuff like that. But we can get to that later. Stephen, how you doing?
3: Oh, oh, it's, hold on, hold on, it's Stephen's turn. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm Stephen. Um, I'm super uh, diverse in my artistry. Um, I'll be 40 this year. I've been a photographer and artist all my life. As early as I could hold a camera, I have a BFA in photography. Um, I've been an arts journalist, historical archivist, um, a commercial photographer for a decade, uh having this space like many of you the opportunity to yeah put your work out there with no gatekeepers and do whatever you want and uh, i be- i believe without blowing too much smoke up my own ass that i epitomize that um with putting whatever i feel like out there within my creative vision regardless of medium and so my background I was actually, I had a strong adversity to AI in the beginning. Um, my preferred medium is film photography. That's my, like my true love. But once I started to you know, utilize the medium to achieve my desired outcome, to create a visual story and find the tools of preference and blending like an amalgamation of all of my tools and experience and you know, expertise, um, I'm really making some of the most profound works uh, within my entire portfolio body of work. So uh, it's really profound. And just to touch on the other side of it, I'm also an on-camera actor, voice actor. And, you know, one of the biggest news stories of the day is SAG-AFTRA going into a strike for the first time since, I believe, 1967. And one of the core reasons is the use, unethical proposed uses of AI by uh, AMPTP, which is, oh God, American media. It's the producers, those fucking producers. Uh, we love them, though. But um, yeah, the use of AI. I mean, they, they have proposed you know scanning background talent, union talent, uh utilizing their likeness in perpetuity um paying the actor for one day of work and you know usage in perpetuity without further consent or, mon- or mon- any monetization so uh i think there's a really unique balance and opportunity to have these discussions about ai and the ethical use of ai artistry um but yeah i'll, I'll stop there man
1: um I mean just coming like I'm I'm gonna start with the, the the first part, uh film photography and AI. Um yeah, I mean that's two those are two things that go in my realm very, very well. And I've actually found some success with scanning film and then playing with AI on that film, you know, like and I'm I mean just I'm looking at some of your pieces and I'm like, are these you know, the the, the car shots specifically? Um uh, the classic, the, the, yeah, Cuba the, classic shots? the Cuba
3: shots. That yeah, that's that's um that that was digital. That's all digital. Oh, okay. That was actually I went to Cuba with like all oh, my shit. I'm like, I'm going to Cuba. I had like my five you know, five mm-hmm. D and I had my Fuji and just like point shoots, my phone is I was shooting with everything GoPros, but yeah, that was that's all those are all yeah, straight up I love that. But I mean it's it's one of those things where
1: I've done something where I've taken a film photo and I've actually altered it in like mid journey or something to make it turn out like that. I mean, it's more of like you know more modern cars and things like that. So, um, yeah, but it, it, yeah, it, I would it, say it's d- like the hyper realistic yeah. filter. I was just, I was going to ask you if you use exactly. like hyper realistic. Um,
3: yeah, I use I use my images as like the foundation for the new creation. So instead of just a, a you know a prompt alone, the foundation is you know the, my my photography generally speak, or something I draw even. I love that. That's fantastic. And then it was
1: look. Um Sandy Mowgli and then Illustrata just joined. Shout out Illustrata. What's up, Illustrata? How you doing? Uh, but uh, Look Luke, how you doing, first of all.
8: <laughs> Hello, my friend. You can call me Luke. Okay. That's my Perfect. first name. Uh but Luke Highwood is my artist name. So they're they're kinda linked. Uh, what should I call you, by the way? What do you call so, by? Uh, is it just A I imagine.
1: No, behind the <laughs> mic is uh flaws. Uh um, oh. for our soul. Um nice. and you're gonna hear the English accent come out because you you have a slight English accent. Um this this happens to me because I was born in London and I moved to the US. Um oh, uh, nice. the accent will start shifting now. Uh it's gonna it's gonna be very funny. But now, uh, beside tangent, um yeah, I've seen your art man. Um I mean Luke, uh, it just it's the I don't even know what to call it. It, it reminds me of this, this, uh, the pre the AI spaceships prement, uh, sorry, no, I guess it is a prement. Yeah. But the AI spaceships specifically, I was looking at that and I was okay. just like, it reminded me of a piece that I saw in, uh, Amsterdam, um, at the, uh, damn, I can't remember the museum's name, but there's a really massive art museum in Amsterdam. And it just immediately took me in and kind of sucked me in since it has like sort of a duality aspect of it.
8: Um oh you mean the spaceship's realm uh, you were you looking on the website or in in maybe in the thread uh, it's just a thread it's, of images it's pinned Play at pin. the moment Oh in the pinned? yeah oh cuz the ai yeah there is a realm called spaceships but the pinned one you're probably talking about is that's a, from the poet stream there's 27 realms in the collection but then it's confusing because there's also a collection by another artist uh on the same in the same collective that came out before which is called AI Spaceships. <laughs> and there's a pre mint for people who own one of those pieces. They can join the pre mint. So you might have seen that too. <laughs> so there's, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. There, there's a public pre mint as well, but there are lots. Uh, the way Sovereign Art do it is they, they do a little pre mint for everyone who's collected one of the previous artists who's already done a drop, which is a cool thing. Love that, man. Oh, but thanks, thanks, man. I'm glad, glad you like it. It's nice to meet you. Um, glad you could make it to the. We met in the spaces yesterday, right? In Schiller Spaces, that was really cool. Um, trying to trying to get into more more spaces. There's some amazing artists around in here. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to be here.
1: It's it's one of those things where we found, um, you know, there's a lot of people, like you know artists are, are connecting through these these bigger like larger spaces. So we were like, why not just throw a massive space with uh, a bunch of bangers, right? And, um, that's what we did. Um, anyway, Sandy, how you doing? How do, how do you use your AI:
9: Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having this space. I know many of the people here, uh, and I'm so glad that I get to hear their story. So first of all, you know, on a bigger scale, I want to congratulate everybody because of the XRP win A lot of people, I'm in this space because, you know, I got in because of crypto years ago before NFTs and any of that. So I just want to give thanks to the people who understand about that, who are here making these blockchains possible for us, because I'm not the smartest person in any room. And that's good. I'm learning from everybody. Okay. But uh, I am a retired bibliographer. I am a retired scientist. I was a photographer, I loved art, but I was pushed into sciences, which is fine, because when I was working at UC Irvine College of Medicine, I had my own dark room, and when I wasn't doing scientific photography, I was you know doing photography at weddings and doing my art. And I have a technology background. And put all that together, you know we come to AI community. OK, and one of the things that I did with Lucid Dreamer, who is not here, but he taught me how to use you know all this new technology, how to make AI art. We did collaborations and that changed my world. When Lucid Dreamer taught me how to do these skills, I became a different type of artist. So I said, you know what, let's create a collaboration in this community, because, as you know, there's so much backlash against AI art not even being considered art meanwhile people are spending millions of dollars buying it so we had like over a dozen different artists paired up traditional artists and people like illustrata who are wizards and know how to use this technology and they did collaborations so shout out to the ar artist you know art community because we are tight and and we are just you know the pioneers in this realm and for me to be here and I listened to your previous spaces so I'm trying to understand what you're doing and so I think it's smart what you're doing and I want to be a part of this of what you're creating because it's powerful it's beyond just you know buying crypto and buying NFTs it's like the next level of what's happening in Web3 and I'm so glad you're holding these spaces to educate us and to uplift us artists and it also makes me realize how important we are as the artists that these platforms are being built on top of us. So this is a community thing and we recognize what you and I are doing for each other. And my last reason for starting NFTs is because I think it's a great way to bring awareness for your cause. And I support Cure GM1 It is a rare disease with no cure. And I donate 20% of my Tezos sales to them because I hope that there will be a cure. This is a disease that afflicts a member of my family, my grandnephew. So the NFT space is an incredible place where you can lose your shit. Or you can discover a new world and you can just ride that roller coaster. So here we go. Back to you, host. Thanks so much for giving me the chance to tell you my entire life story. Thank you.
1: <laughs> you're, you're entirely welcome. Uh, honestly, that's that's what we need. Because, I mean, in, in, in our last spaces, we've found a recurring theme that, I mean, most of the artists, they, they drive through emotion, like everything that. You know, comes from uh, that, you, that goes into their diffusion prompts, their whatever it may be, comes from emotions and feelings, and you know, thought like thoughts that you may have and things that may grow. And um, if I may pass it on to Mowgli,
10: yes, <laughs> hello, sorry, I was having trouble getting my mic on. Um, hi, everybody, uh, my name is Mowgli Lee. Uh, I don't have a cool pseudonym like most of you um but yeah i mean i think i'm probably uh sort of crypto art in the nft space uh compared to everyone else um i have a background uh for about a decade
1: you're rugging a little bit a little bit there just a little bit sorry can you hear me now yep you're good now
10: Cool. All right. Um, yeah, I have, uh, about 10 years experience as a commercial film director, um, photographer, creative director, mainly working in the, the music industry, um, and sort of the high fashion realm, um, I've uh, been experimenting with AI ever since it uh, came on my radar. I was able to sort of beta test um, Dolly 2 when it came out, as well as some other AI generation, image generation tools. Um, I've always been sort of, you know, looking for new ways to expand, you know, my creativity and, and new tool sets to incorporate into my art, whether it's video or photo. And so uh the use of AI was sort of just a really um you know obvious and like organic uh sort of transition for me um but as far as the NFT space uh you know I I've I've presented in art shows over the past decade um you know physical ones uh you know had a lot of fun with those but uh just This past week, actually yesterday, um, I uh, auctioned off my first uh, ever collection with Fellowship. Um, It was a collection of about 50 one-of-one video pieces um, and didn't have any expectations going into it. I was just super psyched on the opportunity to present my work with everybody. Um, But it just, you know, this this community as a whole, uh, the positivity and the like you know just people reaching out to me letting me know how much they liked my collection was you know it was so great and as much as i love sort of the standard art world and you know i've been operating in it for years but um there's something about the crypto art nft web3 space that's like just it's so positive and it's so refreshing and so um yeah it's it's really a pleasure to be here in this twitter space and I'm excited, uh, and excited to, to dive more into it and, you know, keep releasing stuff.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at one of your pieces, uh, right now. I think, uh, damn it, where did it go? I, I slid out and it, it slipped, it slipped, but it was the infinite piece or something. It was called uh, wasteland. Um, and yeah, I, yeah. I just, I have so many questions on how you generated that. And, you know, I'll, will pin it up here on the, uh, the, the, um, whatchamacallit, the, the Twitter spaces thing. Um, and then we can kind of just discuss uh, like on that, but like this wasteland piece, man, like, I just kind of want to bring that one up because that definitely hit, hit me. But, um, next, uh, it was illustrata and then Evelyn for all the artist introductions. And then uh, we'll get onto the, uh, you know, actual attention economy and, you know, like, I guess more on your guys' stories.
11: Great. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. It's nice to see some familiar faces here. Uh, and I look forward to hearing from, you know, the people that I don't know so well yet. So nice to meet you too. Um, I'm Illustrata. I'm a digital AI artist. Um, and I've been in the Web3 space for a little bit over a year. been using AI for visual um, art for the last... You know almost two years and then i was thinking about it the other day and i was like when was the first time i really you know used ai whether it was like gpt or anything like that and i think it was actually ai dungeon it was like one of the first things i ever saw that had like a generative ai tech space of course um but yeah so i thought that was interesting I wanted to share that little tidbit um and let's see. I moonlight as an artist uh, because I work full time as a coaching consultant for a big organization, um, and I think of myself as like pretty experimental. Because one of the things that I love about AI is the fact that I'm like continuously learning and exploring whether it's a new tool or you know kind of exploring different styles. Um, and I still continue to be amazed by this technology every single day, even though you know I use it pretty much constantly. Um, um it, i think that's one of the things that keeps me so passionate about it um lately i have been well actually in the last few days been playing a lot with the new pico labs um text to video which has been really fun so yeah and oh uh, Mowgli, congrats on your jo- drop i saw that that was that was awesome love your work so
10: congrats thank you so much that that means a lot <laughs> yeah
1: Thanks for coming up here, Elastrata. And, uh, you know, you're the go. I've seen, I actually, you know, the experimental side that you mentioned, it's something that, like, I'm actually seeing in action right now, is that, like, last week it was something different. I feel like, you know, you were, you were prompting different things to your diffusion models, but this week it's, like, a different thing. I'm not sure, like, your, your image style sort of changed, or maybe you have, like, a bunch of different folders, probably, actually. That makes more sense. But anyway, Evelyn. How are you doing?
12: Hi, good. Can you hear me good?
1: Yeah, I can hear you well. Yeah, I can
12: hear well. Good. Um I'm in mean, um I'm on the in the countryside in Sweden, so I have kind of a bad reception. But uh yeah, I'm I'm um I have I started as a digital digital painter in this space and then started doing AI in what was that, May last year? Uh, and I liked like it first, but um where I hated it, but then I tried it a lot, and then i, I loved it because um, I think um when when you paint um you pretty much get um uh, uh, you you paint what is in front of you uh, or what you see in you or whatever, but when you do AI you can. Um, you presented something that has not to, nothing to do with you. So that is good, both good and bad. So you get a um so if you if you play music and make, make songs you can I, I kind of get stuck in the same chord structure or or melody. But um that can be frustrating. But the AI can can present something that is like outside of of that. Um, so that that's a good starting point, I think. But right, um, no, definitely. It's all, I mean, just. Uh, but it's, I go also ahead? Like, it's also yeah, it's also completely. I mean, it's it's something. Usually, it presents something that is very disconnected from you. So that's the bad thing for me. So I, I need to make sketches and feed it, and then, then. Um, then I or an abstract, and then I can see form, and then feed it again, and, and extract something after a few, few, um, after I've done that a few times. So I, I build up it backwards in a way. So, but that's also like if I mix digital and do this, I can have like maybe have my own style also. Like you get more. I, at least I, I'm kind of a bad prompter. So I, I need to like paint those to get my, to get what I, what is my grit or something. Uh, yeah.
1: No, 100%. I understand. I mean, that's what I do with my 35-millimeter uh, images personally. You know, it's just like I, I, I use that as like a canvas to build AI upon. Um, and, you know, so, something that you spoke on just recently is that, that I wasn't, you know, that I never even thought of is that like actually, you know, you're putting your actual work out there, right? Like, and you want to be interested in like – it's almost as if you want the ai to be interested in the work that you're that the work that you're doing um so it's like if i'm into cars and i want to build um an image generation model for cars i will dump a bunch of cars in that or pictures of cars that i've taken for example um and that's where you'd start start training your you know i would say like your emotional side towards the cars right like that's I, i'm not sure how that works exactly but like i mean i don't know if anyone else has to speak on that
12: yeah
8: no one. for some, some comments? I think, I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think uh, I think one of the things that's interesting about it is that there are not only there are so many tools and hundreds of new tools like every week, but there are so many different um, unique approaches using those tools. So such diversity to the way that artists approach the use of AI. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I don't work with anything. I create visually myself first. I think that's totally valid and interesting. I have done it, but not, not with, I've done it with other people's paintings as a starting image and things, but usually I'll start from a blank and just prompt my way in. But I do feel you can get to that point that way too, where you feel very like it is, uh, connected to you and you're no longer disconnected from, from the outputs, but it's a process. But there must be uh there must be a thousand different ways into it. And that's one of the things I like about
1: it. Yeah, I like I mean it's it's one of those things where you did exactly how you described, like the, the disconnection is is in the I would say like in the in the mid-journey style, you know, and generations where it's like text to uh, you know, text to text to image, but it, it does still help express emotion, which is something that like, you know, I've, I've, again, it's one of those themes I found across the spaces where it's, it's, it's become uh, very, you know, emotional based, emotion based and Vans by all means, please.
5: Uh, I do want to say that the way that I connect like AI with, with, my, with myself, with my emotion is through poetry. Uh, I consider myself a storyteller and all my pieces uh, is basically a story through me. AI really helped me after my postpartum uh, depression, kind of get my feelings out, being an overthinker. So just kind of writing like poetry. If you go through my pieces, some of them have a description uh, one of my famous Uh, pieces of global dreams or the one that was uh, showcased in Times Square it just talks about like you know what I'm going through, the voices that I'm hearing, like, you know, the duality that I lived, you know, hey, you're good, and then the next day, you're not feeling like you're a great artist, so I do feel that through AI, uh, if you're a storyteller specifically, you get to tell your story, so there's a lot of uh, feelings and sentiment in it, and I also want to say as a photographer, like, uh, when I, I started, like, almost two years ago with AI, I started enhancing my photography, like, using, like, mixing, so so, uh, yeah, there's many ways that you definitely connect. I mean, there's, you know, AIs and new technologies. A lot of people are trying it out. Maybe some don't have story, but I'm pretty sure that everyone here in the room uh, are, you know, have that story uh, with their art.
1: 100%. I mean, every single time... Uh- there's a great quote from a movie and i i don't remember the movie's name but it's like uh, and i can't remember who I, I honestly don't know who put raised their hand first so i mean you know 50/50 guys i'm just going to like for it yeah like go for it like like meme, meme for like i mean
12: i should i took down my hand first. go ahead how about that <laughs> i took down my hand first <laughs> okay so I'm well black <laughs> go ahead uh, yeah, no. I'm just. I just wanted to ask, uh, ask Vance if um, uh, do you do you, do your poetry come first or after the image? Do you because I, I you you get a lot of um, when you generate stuff. You I mean that can awaken a lot of thoughts and emotions, and but you can also. I think it's harder to go the other way to try to make something that you already have a text to. Thank yeah.
5: All right, so I want to say both ways. Um, uh, I've been, like, the best way I express my feelings is by writing since we're very young. Uh, So when I first started, like, you know, the prompts I would use is to try to get the images uh, uh, of my story. Some images, you know, after I'm trying to tell my story, uh, they go deeper, and they do, like, wake up some feelings that, you know, hey, I'm trying to tell a story, but this definitely, like, takes, you know, uh, and, and wakes those feelings that unconsciously I didn't I wasn't aware of them. So it goes hand by hand. Like how when I'm writing something, like you know, I try to use my poetry, run it and see what what comes out. Sometimes I don't get the result like right away, so I can spend day and then I don't know where I'm run I'm running like a random like prompt and there it is. It's the image that matched, you know, that poem uh, that I had. Uh, so it, it depends, you know, how when where I'm standing, or or what uh, what I'm doing, I also like uh, try to use like you know digital like uh, tools like Photoshop, Procreate, and trying to get that image out uh, to tell the story as well. That's awesome,
8: Vance. I think all prompting is poetics, really, in a way, right? I mean, some people can do it very succinct and very very short. I can't do that, but a lot of my prompts get to like a hundred words, but I consider them all to be kind of uh, exploring some kind of poetic expression sometimes it might be actual poem that you bring in or just a poem that you find in the act of prompting
5: yes Uh, when i i want to mention when i first started the space i was uh, on the nft space i was actually known as a storyteller because i was writing poetry i was writing like positive affirmations i was writing like stories for nft like um (laughs) project. There was a specific one called Free Spirit. So they will just send me like an image of an NFT that was a spirit. Uh, and I had to just write a story that, you know, that I felt that it went with that spirit. And and yeah. Uh, so after I realized that AI was out there, I, it just made sense for me to use it. And not only that, it motivated me to, as well to go back to school. And now I am studying AI and software engineering because I just love the tools behind it. I love the technology, and coding as well. Coding and writing goes together.
1: Yeah, and I mean on that on that point, I, there was a, there was a great guest uh, last week. Um, he was describing how he prompts his Stable Diffusion uh, the way the way the software engineering side of it works, right? Like the way the actual you know the open like making your open um, image generators like and the way you're prompting those is sort of. You know, I, I call it Yoda speak, like you're speaking backwards towards the computer, um but like it's it's like you know you're you're again, it's like um yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you, I guess, yeah, it's Yoda speak, and i I'm, I think Sandy has something to say about this for sure.
9: Never underestimate the power of poetry. So Persian poets have been around and their poetry is still relevant today. I dare you to put in a few of those roomy verses in your prompts and you're going to go, oh, my God, because between that and having a little bit of technical skills, that's what AI is able to, you know, it's like, and I kind of figured this out by accident. I don't know why I didn't just start putting poetry in to begin with. I learned all the technical stuff do this, do that. And I want this, you know, beautiful woman doing this or the scenery of the dome city doing that and the Phoenix rising. And then I'm like, well, let's just try poetry. And so it's very interesting what you get. You'd be surprised. And, um, and and that's what's happening. So like one of the projects I'm so excited about, what Vans is talking about is investing in yourself, educating yourself, keeping up with technology. It pays off because you learn how to use these tools that these genius people have made. So Jeremy Torman and um, the other account, Elo, they did a project Elementals. Now these guys, there are art. They sold art for thousands and thousands of dollars, but they're geniuses and figured out how to do a model where you could put in like 15, 20 different styles. I feel like I can do Picasso, Monet, whatever. And so I had to buy into this project. And at first I didn't realize how powerful it was. So thank you Vance for mentioning the storyteller aspect of it and poetry and AI. And it's very interesting, the more science advances, the more it brings us closer to our spirituality. I know people don't agree with that. I know people are upset. What's happening in Hollywood is disgusting. That's about profits. That's not about AI taking over. That's about misusing the tools and the technology that we have. And I applaud them standing up because people look at Hollywood people, right? So yes, we need boundaries on how not to abuse these tools. And we can just soar and create amazing art to uplift society. Thank you so much for letting me share my thoughts.
3: Can I follow up on that? (laughs) It was the, honestly, um, so I'm a complete open book. Uh, that's, That's one of my headshots, like my name is Stephen Morris, I live in Miami. Anyway, I'm neurodivergent, I'm bipolar, I was in a car accident in February, I'm still recovering, and one of the things that got me more in tune with the use of AI is ChatGPT, and once I started to incorporate ChatGPT into my everyday applications of help me formulate my thoughts because my brain isn't working properly, right? So you have you have a, like an imperative tool. People don't even see the implications of you know uh, just educational tools, you know, through through just ChatGPT alone. Um, so feeding things in there and then seeing my productivity increase, I had already played with mid journey and while I think it's great, you can feed the prompts for me. I was looking for something more. I was looking to really customize my story. I'm a very technical person. You know, I understand the technology. I'm a sponge of a brain. So once I understood like this technology side of things and then accepting, you know, AI and chat GPT into my productivity and increasing productivity like a thousand times, I was like, okay, let me go back to some of this stuff. I showed some people, to, you know, some work I did with Mid Journey. He was like, okay, that's amazing. Um, and then, you know, going into Stable Diffusion and just merging everything uh, from, you know, in my images to Stable Diffusion, uh, you know, and and just programming the the models and uh, to using tools like Topaz, you know, another AI using uh, Photoshop and the Generative Fill, and then merging that all into you know uh like lightroom and doing you know traditional photography applications giving certain aesthetic my pin tweet is my latest work and so going back to the poetry thing is i feel like first of all i definitely have a way with words but i didn't really reconnect with <laughs> allowing myself to be fully transparent and like with 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 how i want to convey a story and i think chat GPT and AI and being able to do all these things, it really does give you a sense of confidence in your abilities and able to, to convey a story. I've been putting my poetry out there. Um, I feel like, you know, it just opens up our ability to express ourselves and all that being said, you know, the pieces that I'm making today, like I said, they're the most profound pieces to me. I have, a, I have, it, it conveys such a deep story that as an artist, you know, my entire life, I've never been able to convey that story. While every piece and every image has a meaning, right? Everything tells a story. I remember every shutter click, you know, but I've never been able to do this. And I think for a lot of us, that incorporated with the blockchain and just the open ability to be our authentic selves and share our authentic creative vision um, is just incredibly profound. and. And then the best part of it is all coming here together and the connection aspect and then feeding off each other's creativity in a very positive way and building off each other like we're doing here. Like it is really for me, I like I'm I I get emotional because I feel like like I found my purpose in life coming to this space and I've done so many things in life, you know, um, well, working for Bob Adelman in his historic archives, that was an incredible experience. He covered Dr. King. He was best friends with Roy Lichtenstein. I worked with media outlets and printed shows and the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington, like amazing things. But everything was focused around other people's visions. Anyway, um, yeah, y- your hand flew up. So <laughs> did, I, did I say something wrong? Did I say something? No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no rush at all. Keep Keep going. I just have a question whenever you're done.
3: Oh, good! I like questions because it helps tie me up a little bit and wrap it all together but yeah i I just there's so many things going on in the space, and yes, we had great news for the space this this week, like everybody's happy, um, it sucks for gas, okay, although it's not too bad right now. I'm talking about ethereum, um you know, my choice of provenance, you know once you understand the technology and what you're doing, just putting your work out there but yeah, um. What was the question? No, I'm curious. I think you you got me.
2: Got me. Cool. Yeah, didn't mean didn't mean to interrupt your thought process there. But I had a question for you and for everybody else. I was just like really curious since we're having the conversation around the attention economy and AI art. I'm just curious what everybody's experience has been. And 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 Stephen, I would love to start with you. Like, what's your experience been in regards to um, creating AI art and getting attention on it? Has it been like something that is generally pretty easy to uh, accumulate attention now, since like AI is such a heavy topic and people are, are 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 into it a lot. Has it been a little bit more difficult since there's more and more competition popping up? Um, just curious.
3: I think my answer is going to be vastly different from everybody else's, being in that um, I, I never follow trends. I follow my heart. Um, I create whatever I want to create. I, I don't sell a lot in the space, I'll be completely honest. I'm creating my legacy on the blockchain of things from my past and present. And presently, it is the journey of AI. Um, I think I love controversy in art. What is art if not controversy? What is art if it doesn't tell a story, if it's not somebody's vision? Like, what, what are we doing here? Most of the people here are here for, for profit, I would say, coming from the fine art world uh tangibly understanding you know the gallery aspect and all that so um I think I'm segueing from the question but wait <laughs> sorry super ADD super
9: ADD.
2: no man I think you're I think you're 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 leading somewhere with it but I like it. Um any final thoughts then I want to go to Black.
3: No I think I almost already forgot the question. <laughs>
2: question was um how are you guys noticing the uh, and how are you observing uh, the attention economy uh, when creating ai art is it easy to get attention on it is it a little bit more challenging because there's uh, more and more competition popping up daily um what's what's your thoughts on that
3: uh, i would think artist discovery is one of the biggest challenges of the spaces um the there's just so much ai art and so many artists and and everybody it's kind of like when you know photography became digital and everybody has a camera in their pocket so everybody can you know be a creator in their own right uh i i think it's it's Hmm. it's difficult to get eyes on it, but I think once you have eyes on it and you're able to convey your story, people see the connection and they resonate with it. I think it's almost easier to get attention on the AI work because of the overall awareness about AI right now. Everybody's talking about it. Is it art? Is it not? Uh, it depends how you use it. Sure. sure. Are you just prompting and putting that on the blockchain? Well, that's questionable. But, um, you know, I think having the ability to put something that you've never been able to do and tell a story that we have never been able to tell. And then once people see that story, I think it's actually easier. Um, but I guess that depends on the crowd and who you're talking to and whether they accept the medium currently as it is.
1: I, I love that answer personally. Um, and yeah, Black
4: and then Longshot Mowgli, by all means. Well, not all attention is created equal. So, you know, just because attention is on A.I. as a topic and a category doesn't mean that the attention is the right attention to make sales about art. (laughs) I think that it really boils down into this. And I think the question you ask also blends in with the earlier topic. And I would classify that as why you're creating art, not how you're doing it. Um, You know, when the A.I. tools first started coming about earlier last year or, you know, obviously a little bit before that as well. It's a situation where people were experimenting and trying new things and, and getting things out there that no one had ever seen before. And a lot of that stuff, even like the disco diffusion days and stuff like that, were was very abstract um, and that created a very unique sense of what was there. And as these tools became better and better and places like Mid Journey or Stable Diffusion um, began to strive for a level of perfection, what ends up happening is that there's a constraining effect and everything starts to look very similar. And the how you're creating it is a lot less important uh, than the why. Um, and so I think that as you as you develop a path as an artist, it has nothing to do with the tools in which you use. And the, the idea around attention economy or getting attention because you use AI, um, while that may be true in some cases, it's also irrelevant. And to a certain degree, too, because I don't... If I'm going to collect someone's work, I I don't as a collect put in a collector hat on the the how someone did it is is significantly less important than the why and their belief around it, the purpose behind it, what the meaning is, what they're trying to convey, what it means to me, my experience of these things. You know, if I walk through um, a gallery as a as a collector, I look at it from the perspective of how I experienced the work and what the intention was behind it. If I walk through a gallery as an artist, then I look at the process, then I care about how someone did it. Then I'm curious about the steps they took in order to get to that point. Um, And I think one of the almost in a way, this has been a positive and negative thing, in my opinion, in terms of AI being the focus, because I would say six, eight, 10 months ago, using AI was something that was allowing you to say, hey, this is something that's different. And now it's not because there are a lot of people. And that's just the nature of markets and chaos and order and things becoming disruptive, then coming normal. Um, and as this type of technology hits mainstream and the media finally comes to grasp with the fact that everything they were saying was wrong about it for the last 10 months, um, probably on purpose, quite frankly, in my opinion, that's another topic. I think that what ends up happening is that people start to realize that, hey, I can do this, too, and I can create things, too. And then they go into um, mid journey and they prompt a pink elephant on a hill with flowers um, because they think that's a cool thing to look at. But they have no purpose behind it. And they're not trying to influence someone in terms of artistic experience or their own artistic expression. Those are the things. That add value to art. Those are the things that ends up moving someone when they look at it. Um, those are the things that ends up fulfilling you as an artist because you're doing it with a purpose. The tools. And how you get to that point are important, just as paint and canvas are important to someone who's a painter, um, but it, it's not the purpose behind it. So I think the, the value behind something and why something should sell and in a theoretical standpoint behind um, what I would classify as valuable artistic expression is really about the reasoning behind it and the experience of it, not how it was created or the tools that were used in the process.
2: Yeah, I love your your thought combined with Stevens where it's like almost as you start to utilize it as a tool to tell your story then it gives that meaning and purpose and actually allows people to resonate more with it. And that's that's kind of what I'm hearing from you Black uh, and Stevens combined. So, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I really like that.
4: Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. And I think the the concise way to kind of boil it down is, is to define as an artist speaking to other artists, defining a purpose behind your work or single piece of work and like leaning into it with intention. Um, There is exploration and experimentation with a lot of these tools. I mean, there's definitely like a part of the process. There's no doubt about that, but you also have to have like a lens in which you're looking through it. Not just like, like I, I would describe it as create something you want other people to feel or you're trying to feel versus what you want to see. Uh, Because trying to think about it literally, you're going to get literally that and then trying to think about it figuratively, emotionally, passionately, expression, um, you know, in an expressionist type of way, then you start to get something that is unique to you because of that, which that's what you're putting into it. That's your fingerprint on it. And it's no longer a tool creating something. It's you and the tool creating something in collaboration. No different in my mind than using a paintbrush to paint with um, instead of your fingers.
1: I, I mean, well I, I, yeah, dude, you said it the best and you said this, uh, like last week too. I want to say, like, I, I want to bring this up. Like you said this in this time where everything like the, how is available everywhere, right? Uh, what is your why? And that really just kind of just speaks Like, You just spoke to that exact point. Um, I was actually listening to last week's face again, cause it was just a banger too. But, um, anyway, it was a uh, long shot Mowgli, um, Luke, um, Family and then Tammy, I believe.
13: Absolutely. Um, you know, so I think it also depends on where you're speaking about, right? Cause here on Twitter, it's, very simple to get eyes on your work right just consistently make posts uh people do it all the time shit post and and you can blow up you know it's it's not incredibly hard to do that um but you know personally i've spoken to irl galleries uh, a lot more recently than i have in the past and for them to uh to look into display something you know they don't really care if it's ai Compared to traditional work, as long as it's something that can represent their brand very well and, uh, <clears throat> you know, present whatever theme or whatever show they're trying to to put on at that specific time. So I think, you know, chasing chasing those those meme hypes and stuff like that is a very good way to to bring eyes to your platform. But it's not uh, speaking longevity wise. It's not a very good um uh execution plan or at least my opinion on it um you know a a lot to to do with what black said and and i you know black is a very good example of this uh he has developed his own style in the space which is very recognizable and a lot of people try to mimic it so when people see his his style you know it's it's very recognizable. And and it's like he said, it's not really based on whether it's AI or whether it's traditional art. It's more along the lines of, of what you're trying to to get across and and what you're trying to, to tell people or or make people feel emotion wise. Um, so I, I do think it has a lot to do with also the the place you're in and what you're trying to convey. Because, you know, we've all seen shit posters blow up very quickly, um, or at least I have in the space doing not the correct things. I mean, Benny, for example, right? It's extremely easy to get eyes on your stuff. Uh, AI art might be a little bit more difficult than a shit coin or something like that. But not incredibly hard, right? You could put out very provocative things or very, you know, whatever it is. Um, there are AIs out there that are not, uh, you know, they don't have limitations like MidJourney does, um, and you can make whatever you want. So there are ways to do it, but but it is mostly about your intention and um i would also say just general aesthetics you know finding finding that person because it's this is really a numbers game you know the more eyes you get on your work the better chance you have of connecting with that that next collector and uh you know having them add that piece to their collection so i would i would say that that would be uh my main two about the attention economy
10: Um, yeah. I mean, I have to say, uh, black, everything that, that you said, um, I really resonate with, I mean, yeah, your sentiment about the attention economy and and everything is just exactly how I feel about it. Um, I also think it might be somewhat of a controversial opinion because I understand that this whole space, you know, it's, uh, it's all about this relationship between the, the artist and the collector. Right. Um, but to be honest, earlier on in my artistic career, um, you know, as a young director, uh I really I, I, I was like on this constant search for um validation with my art. Um and you know, getting eyes on it and and you know, attention is sort of like a form of validation. Um but as Sort of, I, as I progressed throughout my sort of artistic career, I found that sort of that hyperfixation on attention and validation through attention really got in the way of sort of like my uh, a pure sort of artistic uh, process, especially in the conceptualization phase. And so, you know, I think when it comes to the creation of my art, whether it's AI or, you know, just sort of standard filmmaking, photography, whatever it may be, um, I really try and push the idea of, you know, what people are going to think about it and, and you know, is this something that people are going to pay attention to? Is this going to generate hype? I try and push all of that out so that I can create something that is, uh, you know, pure and uh, just ultimately you know me without any sort of like uh mental uh, barriers for lack of a bar- better word um that would sort of get in the way during this creation process that would sort of like you know sort of mold uh, the final product into something into something else with that being said you know of course you know when uh it, leading up in in the week leading up to the drop of my collection wasteland yesterday Um, attention was definitely at the top of mind. You know, I was definitely, uh, posting on Twitter. I'm not super good at marketing myself. Uh, I'm not a fan of self-promotion. So it, it was, it was a little bit difficult for me to, to get on Twitter and, and post my stuff and try and gain that attention. Um, but yeah, I think in the, in the creative process, I really try and push that out of my mind so that I can create something pure. Um, and that's really just like, you know, me, uh, personified through a piece or, or like my sort of subconscious creative personified through, um, through that piece.
1: I love that. I mean, that's, that's something again, like it's, it's a theme that we found in these spaces where it's like, if you're authentically you, then, I mean you are authentically you and you're going to find success being authentically you. And that, that, that's something that like, you know, it's, it's something that like marketing can't push or something that just, it's just being yourself right at the end of the day. And, um, I believe it was, uh, Emily, Tammy, and then Steven.
8: Oh, you missed me, buddy.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Luke. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, that, so Luke, <laughs> Emily, uh, Tammy and then Steven. <laughs>
8: Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Um, I, I was just thinking to kind of answer in two different ways, if, if I could, one from the individual artist and the other talking more about the algorithms, but I kind of wanted to echo a little bit some of what these other guys have said that, you know, I guess you definitely need a degree of momentum to put out projects, especially, you know, any bigger projects, uh, and you've got to get stuff out there. But um, if it's just based on engagement farming, then it's probably just going to crash in value too, right? And something, I think, if you're in it for the longer term, as an artist, what you want to do is just go as deep as you can with the work and try to put out something that really is uh, meaningful or, you know, in whatever way, whether that's related to what you're doing with the tech itself or what you're doing with your your vision. and um, And... Uh, for me, it was I, I also really dislike self-promotion, but I like spaces because you meet people and you can. So I started really as a collector. I went to support a lot of artists, find art I, I related to. And that's mainly what I did. I put out some one of ones early on when I started. Uh, I kind of skipped the artist intro, <laughs> but I put out my first work in like 2021. AI art. But um, I think from the individual, that's the best way to go. It's long term, right? Community support other artists create meaningful work don't sweat the the immediate amount of attention you're getting uh, and just try to do real things and then uh, the algorithmic answer i wanted to give was that i think uh we need to use ai to invent better algorithms and algorithm algorithms that serve human humanity and humaneness uh and uh i've just been thinking a lot about that i think that's one of the great potentials of ai is to redesign and make maybe not conscious algorithms, but, um, you know, algorithms that are designed with conscience and and that are trying to uh, enhance freedoms rather than exploit people or um, uh, just systems that promote bias. There are a lot of problematic systems, right? AI-based systems and algorithmic systems that can promote existing human bias. And that's we got to try to keep up with that because the tech is also so fast. So there was a really cool documentary I saw the other day. It was, in fact, it was on Netflix. Talk about attention economy, but <laughs> but they broke through Netflix. But they were, uh, they're called the Algorithmic Justice League. They're not anti-AI or anything, but they're anti-certain implementations. They managed to legally battle about some of facial recognition stuff in the States and things like that. Really interesting movement uh but uh yeah i just wanted to mention that because i thought they were doing really good work and there's a lot of interesting stuff to be done there too with a oh and can, are we allowed to pin work in this spaces because uh talking please. about getting attention on art i happily uh, show you guys something i'm i'm dropping soon that's uh that's coming up i'll just share my pin. thanks
1: yeah please do please do um and there are a lot of requests coming up um Currently having a little bit of a glitch with uh, like I'm bringing people up, but if you can like La uh, Tippy Jacob, um, I I see you guys hands like I'm trying to bring you up, but like for some reason it's like I think can you need like. co-hosts. host right, let me bring. All right, let me bring. Can, all right, let me bring uh, well, shoot
4: black. You want to co-host? Yeah, I can do that. Um, I have to drop in one hour, but I, I can do that. I've got an incubator thing at, at twelve, um, so I mean, I'm happy. Perfect. To do works on, works
1: works for me thanks so much man appreciate you sending you the invite right now
8: anyway uh dude i just shared anyone anyone who cares to take a peek this is uh my first uh collection i'm dropping i've, I've put out one to one ones previously but this is a bigger collection with sovereign art and this is um, big zoomable interactive pieces of work each one's most of them are 21k pixels wide by 12k all and they're kind of huge explorable scenes uh, so if you have a chance check them out there's a, a link to the full images on my website and then there's there's some more info about the drop and so on too And thanks.
1: love it thank you so much Luke thanks for coming up here and if you're not following him already give Luke a follow for sure and give everyone on the panel like every single speaker on, on the panel a follow and uh, La you were here um man i I want to say like two weeks ago, I remember speaking to you. um how are you doing um before we pass it off to Emily, Tammy and Steven?
14: I'm good. Thank you very much for having me up. Yeah, it was last week, and um my meeting's overrun. even today i've I've only been present for this space for like the last twenty minutes, rushing from meeting to meeting. But great to be here. excited to talk about all this.
1: Love it. Thanks so much. And then also brought up um should have brought up um never mind, Twitter functions up now. Um stop function. Uh, I'm
2: getting rugged, man, but it is what it is.
1: Uh that this sounds like Twitter, honestly. Like everything's kinda kinda breaking these days. Um anyway, Amley. How are you? How is everything going
10: in your
6: world? Uh, Fabulous. Uh, Just been loving the conversation as always. I always uh, struggle to come up because I'm like, I'm just going to say what everyone else is saying. I think, you know, I really agree with what everyone has been saying about, you know, especially black is so eloquent as always. (laughs) I'm always like, why do I speak after black speaks? But, uh, you know, especially about the whole, like, if you're here to do like fine art and and your art and all that kind of, and all that sort of stuff, like, you know, it's definitely about like your purpose and your intention and all of all of that when it comes to AI and just art in general. I mean, it's not just AI, right? Like you could go and, and draw something and have no intention from it. It's the same, it's the same thing. Um, but I, you know, when I first saw the whole, the title for this, I was, I was thinking about it a little bit differently. And and when you asked the question, uh, you were specifying sort of like how AI, um, if it's easier, I think, to like gain attention from your art because it is AI or, or things like that at this point. And, you know, I'm not exactly sure. I was never in this space specifically uh, doing non-AI work. When I came into this space, I fell into AI very quickly. So all of my other work previously this, like I wasn't in Twitter, I wasn't doing anything with Twitter. So I'm not, you know, I don't have like a reference point. But my first thought was kind of like, it's actually, it's harder. And, it's, and I think it comes down to sort of what they were talking about before, where it's so easy to now get lost in the flood of it all. And when I think of attention economy, I almost think of like my own attention to like my work, like an almost like the ADD kind of feeling that I get because also being like an educator in this space um, and focus it in. So my focus is actually a lot more on like the tools and all that sort of thing. It's this continual feel of this rat race of of trying to keep that edge right of trying to continually be above the edge of what like the people who can now just go into mid-journey and paint an elephant on a on a you know hill or whatever like black said you know and, and put it out with no with no intention but they still get attention sort of a little bit at the, at, at this point I feel like in time um, and so I have, I don't know if anyone else does, but I feel like the real struggle as an AI artist right now is, you know, and I've had a lot of conversations with Black and, and illustrators and some other people, especially in, in conversations about style and things like this, is the ability to get swept up in um, that rat race feeling of trying to keep up with the tools and just like new tool, new fun thing, new tool, Pika's out, you know, got to do something with that. Okay. Like anime diff dropped. Okay. got to do something with that. And then you never get the chance to really like sit down and, um, sort of make things for yourself or, or, or really flesh out and delve into what you're trying to accomplish, like as an artist. But on the other side of that, I would say that I wouldn't, necessarily uh boohoo or look down upon that approach either because it really depends again on what your purpose is right so if you are here obviously to you know uh, develop your artistic name in the space as a fine artist. Yes, that's not something that you probably want to do. You probably want to pick a tool, really delve into it, learn everything about it, and and use like one or two tools to really tell your story, tell your, you know your your purpose as an artist and what your intention is as an artist. But there are many ways to be a creative in this space, um, and I say this a lot because. You know, people like me, or coffee vectors, or Tom likes robots, or a lot of these people who have gotten into the AI space and are working more on the essence of what can these tools do. How can we continually uh, use them, break them, figure them out as they come out? Are finding you know purpose in in getting jobs at like studios and getting job you know through through the creative field of uh, creative jobs. And and I think that that is a really important, um, thing to keep in mind as an artist. It's not a bad thing to be a creative with a job, you know, in a creative field, not necessarily just being like a personal fine artist. And, um, that is one way I think that you can go about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you summed it up right there. I mean, you could really, I don't have any, I have words on the initial part, um, where it was about the, you know, finding your own brand and keeping up with, um, you know, uh, these tools and how, how, like how you do it. And one of those things is, it's something that like, I, I can see that yourself and I mean, black obviously is like, you, like I could almost type in like black, uh, black style on mid journey, some, maybe one day, right? Like, but like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's definitely like from software. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what your inspirations are, but I, I, I commented to you where it was like, Hey, like, I, I love it. Cause these, these look like destiny sort of from software theme, sort of, you know, uh, dark souls born uh, things. But I do want to pass it off to Tammy. And then um, Jacob is here. And then La, please.
7: Yeah, you know, I I find myself, I think I'm lucky because I work full-time in Web3. Um, So I'm here. This is my job. I'm on socials all day long, um, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, now on Threads, Instagram. This is my, it's part of my everyday career. Um, So I get to be an artist and be around uh, my community and continue to grow my community as I'm working. Um, So I don't have that kind of stress on. Did I sell? Because I'm not really relying on that as my income. That is my, um, would I love to be an artist someday and support myself that way? Of course I would. I mean, I think anybody who is a creative would love to do that. Um, but, you know, I get the joy of being able to be a part of this community and continue to grow um, while I'm working as well. And, you know, we talked about, you um, how you put your own kind of personality or style um, and really your art is about your story and you know i i spent 25 years in sales and marketing and then in 2019 i was diagnosed with a disease that took me out of my career And, you know, when you spend your entire life doing something and it was corporate retail and I was a leader and and then all of a sudden that's gone. um, It it really kind of changes you. You know, mentally, you're still the same physically you're not. And I found Web3, which is my God savior, because (laughs) when I found this place, it gave me purpose again and I got to go back to work. Um, But I use my art to tell my story a lot. So if you look, a lot of my images are like surreal and abstract. And I, I really try to show how beautiful a woman can be without being the standard society, beautiful. Um, and so that's how I kind of use art to tell my story.
1: I love that. And yeah, I mean, th- yeah, I love that. I, I have no words. Like it, it's these spaces become so powerful sometimes for me where I just, I genuinely like you guys, portrays so much emotion and like it, it just I, it takes the words out of me anyway um it was jacob how you doing man and thank hey, you man for coming uh
15: up. yeah thanks for having me um uh nice to hear what everybody's talking about and um you know and the thoughtful discussion i came up because i liked uh resonated with with what uh, black had said about purpose and intention and um a lot of like originally like my. I mean my first piece that I sold here was in January of last year was AI. So and I I work with it myself. I'm a multi multi-genre artist and multimedia artist but but like um I'm very careful with it and what I noticed last year was um d- during uh, maybe the summer months there was a lot of self-similarity about everybody's work and I felt very um disappointed with the lack of purpose there was like almost like lazy prompting and stuff and i don't want to shill it but like i did a piece and it's a protest piece and it sort of illustrates what i think black was talking about it's in the bubble down at the bottom there um you don't have to pin it up or whatever but um it's called self-portrait of dali and my only prompt was dali and the point of that was to give it free reign on what it was going to produce and but it's still mine in the sense that i am then i'm i'm curating obviously it created four four pieces uh, and the three others i'm not going to share it all and they're going to go to the grave with me but like um the idea behind it is that this is this is dolly's own self expression but i'm the one that instigated it and it it was it was kind of a protest because suddenly there's this simple piece but there's this vision behind the the simplicity of it and and me being the the instigator. Um, I, I definitely think AI is a is a great tool as long as there is purpose there. I I feel like um if you're if you're um yeah I don't wanna I don't want to say lazy prompting. Um I I because this is lazy prompting too. You know it's just me, Brady and Dali. Um but um lazy in the sense that it becomes um quantity rather than quality and um so i think um yeah i really resonated with what he said I, i think uh the more purpose you can have that makes the art yours the more it's going to be justifiable as far as how how it's made how long it takes how what whatever else is involved in it if you have the vision behind it um and the certainty of what you're doing i think um I think uh, more power to you. You know, um, yeah. That's so. Th- I resonated with that with with the the idea of purpose there. Um, and and unfortunately, like I think the you know as far as like the attention economy, I think what I saw was like just an extreme amount of highly impactful visual. Uh, you know, there's lots of vibrant colors, uh, lots of mimicking of other styles that people. That you know you mimic styles so that you can get the feeling of those styles that it, that it evokes um things like that um you know without intention i think it's I think it's just uh toying you know it's it's, it's a game really um so i'm I hope people you know you see it in the space there are, are people people are growing with it and they are learning it, which is a good sign um so yeah that's what I kind of wanted to say.
1: I love that. Uh, and and I I kind of want to say something dude. I got to say I got to stop saying I love that. First of all, uh, I'm noticing that in myself. But um uh I saw it, I'm kind of seeing this Dolly self portrait, right? Your prompt was dolly and I'm seeing this jar full of like, you know, fluffy bunnies or like, you know, and I'm just No, they're quite sinister. My, they're quite, they're
15: yeah, quite They they seem
1: sinister. They they seem sinister to me and I'm just like, okay, look, this is a jar full of data in my eyes and that's what dolly is so it did a pretty good job of you know representing it but like i mean you have to again like be, like art isn't the eye of the the like beauty is not the eye of the beholder i guess does that apply to ai i have no idea. right
15: yeah in uh, some ways like on the on on the surface it's you know these chewy gummy bunny rabbits but on but then they they have three eyes and they have devilish eyes and they're all drowning in water uh you know like th- there's there's more to it than just that and w- which- was which was also why I picked this particular piece from the four that it gave um and you know i think i think a i is that kind of double edged sword uh that that it nobody complained about well, people did protest the calculator when it was invented um and that people are gonna learn less math because of that um but the, it actually didn't it it actually made it more widely available. Uh, it requires that you know some math to know how to use the more advanced tools on a calculator. Um, th- there are a lot of things about it that improved math and also a lot of things that made math less, uh, less um, ingrained like in people's...
16: Like you don't have heads, to, no.
1: yeah like you don't have to remember like kids now they don't have to remember you know certain equations and things like that that i I had to remember when I was a kid
15: right know? and and that's the same yeah and that's the same with what we do like I don't have to go around and think that I put my my left foot in front of my right and then my right in front of my left to walk like like as a as a little little kid i I learned that and then i've I've done it so much that I've automated it like it's an automatic it's an automated function. And there's so many things pouring, pouring a drink or, 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 you know, typing the code on my phone, I can do it without my eyes because it's automated. You know, it's, it, these things are like, so there's so many things about art that become automated as well. So I think, um, yeah, I, I don't think we need to be afraid of that. I think we just need to find more, uh, more of our own purpose and more of our own control over the, of the, of the tools.
0: Um, right i mean that that brings
1: it back to the i mean that literally brings it back to the whole point of like the why right like because we have all the hows i mean black i'm sorry i'm like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna quote you there but we have all the hows out there where like every single how is there um like you like you can go into gpt and like literally code your own website in five minutes you know it's not hard at all um so what is your why that's like the big the biggest thing and that's like your biggest like attention grabber is that like why do you do this like why are you here every single day like why are you building ai art um and i think it was uh la
14: and then steven
15: um, yeah,
14: thank you. um i just wanted to throw my two piece on the attention of- so i missed the introductions, but i'll give you a snippet i am a multi-dimensional artist i mean that the. Astral sense of things that I spent half my life lucid dreaming and between dimensions and experiencing alternate realities. And I mean that in the literal sense that I consider everything I do to be a form of the things that I write, the tweets that I post, the videos that I make, and the presence I have to the people around me. And why I want you to extract from everybody listening is that you also are a multidimensional artist. The moment you decide to feed consciousness into other parts of your life besides just the art piece itself. And that's the why that Black talks about. The moment you feed consciousness into what you're doing, what you're doing with your art, that's, that's your why. And if influence is, is what you seek, which we live in an attention economy, then there are endless hows of how to do it. The pain feels between you, all corporations, all large artists, all businesses and systems and whatever, whatever, even developers you don't need anymore has been leveled. So you can actually do anything you'd like. So the decision of whether you and you all have a story that you want to tell and the decision between being in a room filled with a few people, you telling your story and the difference between that and being in an arena of people telling your story is, again, an active and conscious decision and choice made by yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's the daily grind, right? Like that's what you do. Um, I mean, hundred, like literally like, yeah, like I mean, black's dropping hundred to uh, Steven, anything, anything on that one, Steven, I
3: love, I love so talking to myself. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I just, I just dropped a bombshell and I don't remember anything I just said. No, uh, <laughs> just kind of like tying everything together from what I said to a black said. Um, and what the question was initially, I, I Artists are notoriously bad at at talking about their work. We're not marketers. Uh, I think we all prefer our our work to speak for itself. You know, um, going back to intention, if your true intention is to convey a story through your work and express yourself through your work and follow your passion and your heart, then, then that I- uh, intention should come across within the work. I would prefer, um, while there is attention on a- AI currently, I, I would prefer that the attention is solely focused on the work and what it's trying to express and convey than any sort of uh, notion behind the medium or how the medium is being used. And it's the same kind of conception with, you know, going back to like from film photography to digital photography. It, it was the same kind of thing. Oh, are those people photographers? You know, it's people just flip open a thing and snap a photo. and And some of those photos can be Amazing. So, uh yeah. So, I would really, you know, like for everything to shift, um you know. But we all know we're, we're here, and, and we're all here building, especially right now. So we're all the foundation for the future. So we all need to just keep doing what we're doing, and that attention will shift accordingly based on our intentions and conveying our story. Yeah, I mean,
1: exactly. um the, I mean, it seems they, like say you love very, very it. I think theme. it's okay. It's, it's, it's a very recurring theme that we're just like genuinely convey, like artists are conveying their, their full emotions and stories. Um, and like, I mean, their whole life, like, I mean, that's what it, that's what it comes down to. It's like, you know, like I I think about the movie eight mile and like the the song, right? Like you only get one shot. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of like that person, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those things, but I do want to introduce Shelby, a friend of the friend, friend of the space, a friend of A I I imagine. Love you. You're the best. How you doing? Um, and then also I heart New York is here. And uh, I think someone else. Uh, nope. That's all the speakers that are, new, uh, that are up. And then I think it was Mowgli Black. Um, Shelby to do, uh, do a quick introduction before any of these. And then I heart New York.
17: Oh, did Black want to go or should I just say hi really quick? <laughs> I guess you, I you can, can give me a, quick
1: intro, you can <laughs> give a quick, quick intro and then and then we'll do the uh, do it. Do it as the hands.
17: Awesome! Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I had no idea Black would be co-hosting today, which is so cool to see. Uh, you know, obviously I, I have been friends with him for a little while now, and he's inspired me a lot with the use of AI and just my perspective on it in general. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a traditional oil painter originally. I was a full time artist before I got into NFTs for you know a couple years. I've been at NFTs for about a year and only started doing digital stuff when I got into NFTs. Really because I kind of thought that like that's what it needed to be, which isn't really true, but I'm so glad I did because it led me down this path of animation and all these different things. And then eventually it led me to AI. Um, So yeah, I've had a lot of fun Messing with AI, doing all kinds of things with Mid Journey. I, you know, use it in my spaces every week to create collaborative art, but beyond that, I use it for a lot of inspiration and reference photos. And, you know, it's just like this infinite imagination machine to me. So, you know, the art that I sell is, you know, stuff that I've drawn over or that I've created from scratch. But I've used AI as this amazing tool and I'm a huge believer in it as a tool for all artists. So yeah, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for coming up and thanks for being a legend as always. And, uh, it was, uh, Mowgli who put his hand down. Um, uh, I oh. guess Mowgli, go ahead, go ahead. Uh,
10: yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, so many people have spoken since I put my hand up, I forget exactly who said it, but, um, one of you guys related, uh, sort of like AI, uh, as an artistic tool to sort of how, uh, you know, mathematicians and academia reacted to um, the advent of, like, the calculator, right? Um, and I just wanted to share, like, a little <clears throat> anecdote. Um, uh, I actually shared it more in depth in a, a great interview that I had leading up to the the drop of my collection, Wasteland. I, I had it with um, uh, Plutonium. You guys probably know him on Twitter. Um, but uh yeah it, basically there I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this but um back in like the early 19th or the late 19th century um uh during like the the early days of the invention of the the first you know photography camera there was uh sort of like backlash and this this uproar by um the painting community um And they sort of like had these, these crazy ideas that uh, this invention of this new tool to capture imagery was uh, sort of a bastardization of uh, the truest art form painting, and that it was going to completely erase the need for painters, um, and just was going to change the whole landscape and, and everything like that. And, you know, here we are, nearly, I'm bad at, quick math but nearly like 200 years later right and uh it's photography's you know turned into its own uh fine art form right um and it hasn't really touched or affected uh painting whatsoever they're both sort of equally regarded as uh as a form of high art um and yeah i just that anecdote came to mind um i encourage you guys to sort of look into that history because i think it's There's so many parallels with AI being adopted today. Um, I know for me, you know, uh, when I started dipping my fingers into AI like a a year or two ago, um, it was definitely sort of 50-50 on the the feedback and reaction I got from my peers in uh, the film industry and just sort of the art world. you know, it's understandable. It's it's a scary thing. It can be. Um, but yeah, it just reminded me of how people reacted to uh, to the invention of the, the camera. Um, also, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I'm so excited to be a part of this Twitter space. I do have to get out of here kind of soon just because um, I have a few meetings with uh, some clients. Uh, but I'll be in here for a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, just wanted to throw that out there.
1: Thank you for being up here, Mowgli. Like we, like honestly, I I appreciate you, and I'm sure everyone else does too. Like I mean, the, your work is absolutely incredible. Um,
10: Thank you so but, much. It's an honor, and I'm so honestly so excited to be a part of this community now. Like it, it's it's so great, and I think I said it earlier, but um, I I much prefer this community of, of artists and collectors and just, you know, art enjoyers over sort of the traditional art world that I've, I've, uh, found myself working in. It's, it's, there's a, uh, f- this, this excitement in this, this energy and just this life that, um, I feel like isn't really found in sort of the traditional art world anymore. It's, uh, yeah. So super excited.
1: And again, it's one of those things where I just, you, you say these things and I, it, it takes it out. of Like the words are out of my mouth. Like I, I cannot say, I cannot follow. You on. love it. I love it so much. It's, it's great. Um, it was I heart New York or was it black? And then I heart New York. I'm correct.
4: Yeah. So I just want to kind of touch on, um, something that was being spoken about a few minutes ago was about the idea of building out, a story and kind of telling your story and creating what I would kind of, I would refer to as narratives a lot. Um, I, I found that through the conversations that I've had with collectors and things like this. So I'm going to touch on a couple of things so the attention economy versus sales, and then also what collectors seem to be looking towards outside of like ship posting meme culture type stuff, um, more on the, like the actual contemporary art side. You know, um, most of the time when people go viral or they have thousands of likes, or whatever it is, like a lot of times, those are just people who really enjoy the art. And even though that's good and it's good resonance to have, it does not necessarily mean it leads to a sale. Um, and I was even talking to the Schiller guys um, a couple of weeks ago in one of their marketing spaces about this, too. And they were they kind of said the same thing it was like they've seen posts go viral, but it doesn't like lead, lead to a sale. And I think that that's that's one thing to think about and to not necessarily like measure your value in the space based off of how much engagement you get. Um and really the value is is the connections you make with people that are interested in collecting your work. And this is more, I would say, when you're kind of stepping out of the the low end like five dollar Tez, you know, <laughs> type sales and you're trying to actually get out there and build like a portfolio of serious work with with serious intention. Um, And a lot of that comes down to having conversations with people about the work, um, one-to-one conversations about the work. And something I've really started to come around to the idea of this year in the last like six months or so is an idea of building out stories and building out the narrative. And it doesn't have to be literally a story, but it has to be something that has this like congruency with it, something that connects the dots from one thing to another Um, and I wanted to comment with this uh, next to I I pinned something up I think it's the second one from the end right now um, of the most recent this is just like a shot of the like I've got five pieces in this penumbra story and it's this idea like building a narrative around something and in each one I released them in non sequential order three four and five came out first and then one and then two I put out number or two today. And I think as you start to like try to build out like whatever the story is that you're doing, it doesn't need to be like a comic book thing or it doesn't have to be literal. Um, but it just I think trying to understand what the core purpose of your work is and how these things connect to one another. And this came directly from uh, conversations that I had with collectors about what's like they, they love the work, but what's the like, where's it going? You know, and I think in this space, Unlike a lot of more traditional spaces, in this space specifically in Web3, a lot of the collectors are, they're not collectors, they're investors. And they're, they're looking for future returns or they're looking for, maybe they like the work. There's no question about that. And I think they'd have to in order to get it. But they're looking for where you're going and what you're building towards. It's like fundamental trading. Um, when you're looking into a company to invest in with stock, it's like, well, what are their quarterly returns look like? What's their projections going to be? What new technology are, is their R&D department working on? Oh, that, that might be a good investment to make. That's literally the mindset, especially for the higher end collectors, the ones who are dropping several ETH, if not 10s or 20 ETH on something. They're They're not doing that just because they like the work. They're doing that because it's a good investment or they believe that it is. And so I think, like, as you build out purpose behind your work, it's not just like a one off thing. And so, something I've been trying to do, and and something I talk a lot about in my artist incubator that I run, which I have to run to here in about 30 minutes, is working with the idea of narratives and building out a funnel of work that's going to happen like way down the road. In the last few months, I've been working on like core principles, core philosophies around my entire intention with what it is that I'm doing. And now when I have a show or if I'm in a drop or if I'm in this exhibition or whatever else, and it's like these kind of random one-off things, those things don't have to fit into a series of work that I'm doing, but they do have to fit into a core identity and a core purpose behind the work that I'm creating. And then it all ties together. Then people know, like even though this thing I did over here isn't directly connected to this other thing, it may not even look like the same thing. It may not have the exact same style, but it's something that fits within the philosophy of the work that I'm creating. And then that creates a cohesive narrative around myself as an artist and my brand as something to invest in. And that's the thing that kind of gets people talking. So it's not necessarily the attention of engagement. And this goes back to what was saying before, it's more about the intention of having like genuine conversations, putting yourself out there with what your actual intention is and being passionate about the way you do it. Man
1: again couldn't have said it better and you actually spoke to me right there honestly directly as a you know prompt engineer whatever you want to call it software x software engineer i'm actually working on a collection myself called living robots like you know flaws is not AI imagine by the way flaws is working on a collection called living robots and it's about like the uh you know, the, con- the connection of how I connected with web three and you're like, I am working 24 seven. And essentially I was like, you know, but I, I was a robot for, for a while, but anyway, it was uh, I heart New York, um, Shelby or Shelby and then Steven.
18: All right. Thank you so much. I'm absolutely loving this panel. I'm on my lunch break. So to see a space like this is really cool. Um, Yeah. So my name is Meta Ruth. I'm from New York. Um, I'm an artist anywhere from music. I make freestyles. I used to perform here in New York. Um, I make 3D art, graphic design, 2D art and AI. Um, I'm a web two, uh, award-winning entrepreneur in IRL. I owned a solar, a roofing company and an insurance company, um, that I built from the bottom up to the number one spot in my County. And, uh, so, yeah, I graduated high school as a hairdresser. I opened up a beauty school for uh, Patron, the owner um, of Patron is Paul Mitchell. And um, I survived domestic violence two years ago. I had my nose fractured and I had a, a injury, a brain injury. So I used art as a way to share my story. So I founded Speak Out NFT, which is the microphone dolls that speak out against domestic violence. And then a metaverse and a wellness center, um, which you could see like somewhere in my bio. But I just kind of wanted to touch on, like, art has been the biggest form of therapy for me um, since surviving domestic violence. Um, When I had my brain injury, um, I could only be in colored lights, right? So blue lights, purple lights, red lights. So in this piece that I just had pinned to the top, um, this is AI and graphic design. And with the AI and the graphic design, so essentially this piece looks exactly like my bedroom. So I I did the AI. It's me and my cat. And the next chapter is called and it says so at last Ruth found her happy place with Mooney, her cat. So I did a, like my, this was my first auction. Um, I think it's sold for like 2.5 soul. And if you um, look, um, I added, it's like all glitch art. So I never leave the AI just the way it is. I always go over it. Like I think Shelby was saying, it's like a great starting place, but like I would never just leave AI the way it is from the prompt. Right. So I go in and um, you know, I manipulate, I add, graphic design, Um, like the AI didn't come with the New York City and the frame over there and things like that. I added New York City inside of the picture frame. I added the sunglasses on the dresser. So it's kind of funny because like you can't tell which part is AI and which is like, you might think that it's AI, but really it's just like my graphic design incorporated into the AI and you can't tell which is real, which is which is me, which is that. So um, I think um, one, just AI using the prompts, getting the thoughts out into a prompt is so therapeutic and then being able to share your story from the prompt like it's just a win-win I think AI is one of the best things that ever happened um and it's just to be able to share my story like I hope in this pin tweet that I pinned I hope that kind of explains like where I am in my current life um I'm happy you know I found my happy place and just with my cat and um its just uh, thanks for having me, guys. I do gotta go back to my lunch break soon, but uh definitely uh follow you guys and uh, come around more
1: Def- it was it was a pleasure having you and i'm I'm so like I, I don't know what to say I guess I'm so sorry um regarding the uh, the prior you know stuff um don't really wanna bring it up, obviously, right, but um, it seems like you found your piece right it's It's one of those things like you really have found your piece and you found that piece with AI. You found that and and honestly in that piece uh your your art piece uh specifically not not piece in general um i can't tell like i'm like what is like which part is ai and that's like the best part it's like at the end of the day it is a piece of art and this is man black like i'm i'm influenced by you now but um it's something where i mean dude you say it you're like um it's not ai art it's actually art it pardon me it's actually art it's truly art and it's it's your emotions and what an artist does is puts puts their emotions on canvas and that's through poetry whatever it may be that's uh, that's art um you know rapping whatever right like i i look at like you know kendrick lamar like like talking about his like you know background and a story and stuff like that in um what was the album good kid mad city and that's like a fully like that's that's a piece of art right there Um, And, uh, yeah, Steven and um, then Sandy, I think you just put your hand down. But if you're up for uh, speaking.
3: Um, Well, first of all, I I really got to say I'm really grateful for this space. Uh, Greatness attracts greatness. And this is this is a great space of really like minded individuals and not all spaces are are like this. So I'm glad you brought us all together. Uh, And black I really resonated with what you were saying especially coming from you know a a core foundation in the traditional fine art world not myself as an artist per se in that world but understanding overall how things work in the structure and how artists uh, convey things through their work and you're one of the first people that I've spoken to or heard speak that kind of resonates within my own vision, which I've always considered unique because I hadn't heard anybody suggest that. Um, Essentially, you can create what you want as long as each body of work is consistent within itself and tells its own story. And then, of course, overall, the overall vision conveys the overall artist's vision. Um, So I think that's really, really profound. And I think as artists, um, you know, as long as we continue creating um regardless of what's going on in the space it's going to lead to you know inherent innovation with the tools and new forms of expression that, that again we've never been able to do and for me I'm very much an 80s baby and a and pop art lover um i totally abide by this quote by Andy Warhol which i'm going to give to you real quick it's uh it's a, yeah don't think about making art, just get it done. Let everyone else decide if it's good or bad, whether they love it or hate it, while they are deciding, make even more art.
1: Banger. Banger. And I mean, Phil Knight, I mean, said, said something very similar with uh, just do it, right? I mean, the, the founder of Nike, uh, Phil Knight, I mean, just do it. Um, just do it was his branding. And he was just telling himself, just do it. Um, I don't know if anyone's read his uh, autobiography, but it's an incredible book. Um, and anyway, Sandy, how are you doing?
9: <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Um, so some some really serious issues have been brought up. And and one of the things that I want to say, it isn't just about AI art, but AI art is part of that, is because AI art was rejected at first. And so th- the mental health part of this space is so important and comes under scrutiny. Right. And, and so there are, I'm somebody who deals with mental health issues as well. And I've found tremendous support in this space um, among people. And one of the things uh, we're talking about is the attention economy. So a lot of you are aware that there are just certain groups of people that don't even have access to what we're doing. So people who are in places of war, um, uh, in particular, because I'm Iranian, I'm sensitive, right? So there are gatekeepers, even in Web3, right? It's like they can't access certain Googles. They can't access uh, disto diffusion or stable diffusion because of their IP addresses. So, but however... As I watch all this, because, you know, I'm multilingual, I see the workaround. There's a workaround. There are curators that are curating the artwork of these Iranian artists on platforms where these artists are supposed to be excluded. So I'm watching the workaround. This is an incredible thing that's happening. And the other part of this is, you know, this AI art in these communities, you can reveal as much or as little as you want about yourself and as comfortable as you are. So it is an incredible time. And I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to Terra Spaces, because one of the things I do, having been a bibliographer for so many years, is I like to keep records of things. And today we've had incredible stories of the artists, of their own experiences of what is happening. And imagine if you could hear you know, certain artists from the past, Michael talking about his experience and what he's going through. So um, tarot spaces, record spaces, he's um, got a sliding scale. And so he records it forever. And I'm keeping this as part of my portfolio, anywhere that I speak or any spaces that I attend, I think it's important to record what I'm doing in my journey and then the process. I am also making a historical documentary of all of you who are here and speaking. So I think it's really important to keep what we're doing as the truth because, you know, history gets switched around. And for the first time, we can actually preserve history in its truest form in our words. Thanks very much for everybody who shared what they're doing. And, yeah, the AI art community has literally changed my life. And it's not always about my sales. It's about the connections I've made, the life experiences. And by the way, there were artists who were swimming out in open sea, not making any sales. And so through holding spaces, I was able to guide them. I'm like, you know what, come into the Tezos community. Tezos community is a great place for artists to start. And and a lot of these artists were collected by the Tezos Foundation. I have a friend artist in Nigeria who is making AI art and does photography. So I am watching the change as I watch the oppression at the same time. We are in epic times, people. Thank you.
1: Definitely epic times, Sandy. And I mean uh on the on the bibliography front I believe is is what the word no was it his his his, yeah bibliography both of those yeah
9: historiographer bibliographer all of it I'm on that
1: front I'm doing like something super similar uh I actually record a video of myself and I've been doing this since I was 16 years old I record a video of myself every single day um it's like a it's like my daily vlog, right? It was inspired by Casey Neistat when he started his daily vlog um and I just kind of did I kind of just followed his thing, but it's only mine. It's like my my journal, it's my it's my emotions like and you know, it's it hasn't gone anywhere, it's in a drive and it's it's my story. Um and you know, maybe one day I'll be able to put that in, you know, a video or a movie or something AI will help me um process, you know, gigabytes and gigabytes of data. Um but that's 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 my story. Um anyway, uh who uh Tippy, um welcome, welcome up. How are you doing?
16: <laughs> it's Tippy. <Ooh>, uh, hi. <laughs> oh Tippy. <teepee>. sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh I get that a lot. Uh, I just wanted to say hi. I did want to uh, acknowledge a number of different things people were saying uh in this space. Uh first off, um definitely uh an ad- I've been in the space for this is since February twenty twenty one and I've been a multi chain advocate um and i uh, actually was on Arbitrum uh last week uh as my 10th chain um so i just wanted to acknowledge that as far as community uh tp I'm and i'm an indigenous og cree uh northern canadian artist in the space and builder um and
1: that was my bad oops that was that, that i'm sorry that that was a little oopsie on my end i'm so sorry <laughs> tb <Teepee>, please <laughs> by all means <laughs>
16: Oh, okay. Um anyways. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Uh okay. Well, um I don't even know what I was saying. I was introducing myself. Uh
1: You're a multidisciplinary artist, is where you were at. I'm so sorry about that. Oh,
16: that's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure I can shake it off in a minute. Um, I always find it a challenge. (laughs) I think anybody that gets muted while they're in mid conversation would probably have a bit of challenge. So just keeping it real there. Um, Anyways, um, yeah. So my my whole goal of this, of understanding this space in Web three, was understanding chain. uh, What is what we're doing here? Uh, as far as Web3, uh, what are our goals? And I was saying that TP in Cree means equal. Um, and I had a real life co-op with a TP outside. And the reason I say that is because it's not just something that was created for Web3. I, I actually uh, uh, was an advocate for Art real um, uh, a, co- a co-op. Sorry, I'm all frazzled now because <laughs> of that. It's so weird. It takes a lot for me to raise my hand, actually, and come up. It's I am neurodivergent and I... I'm having a heart attack right now. So anyways, let's put You're
3: doing great. <laughs>
16: Thank you. <laughs> Woo! Uh, anyway, so yes, uh, in this space, uh, it's been really important for me to advocate for multilingual communities, uh, international communities, as I would for myself as a, as a member of a very small dialect of indigenous northern communities. So access to the same resources is important to me, including clean drinking water or tech. Um, internet access in northern communities is pretty zilch. Um, so even in Canada, we are uh, a community of, you know, very lost uh, um, voices so it's really important for me to stand up raise my hand and say yeah there's indigenous communities around the world uh, multilingual communities and um, international indigenous includes people in you know um, African communities uh, Asian communities you know uh, 90 different countries uh, are the original people and the original voices so it's really important to have that Um, When we talk about how that uh, translates to AI, I've been working with AI for about a year and a half, and I do bring cultural arts. And one of the things I've noticed in the space is um, certainly are this kind of freedom to use cultural, uh, (laughs) cultural art. Um, It's kind of confusing to me, and I'm not one I don't want to. I believe uh, compassion and and kindness is like the number one thing for me. It's one of our original teachings. Kinship is our first teaching in Cree. So making sure that we're understanding how we're all connected is really important. And I get a little confused uh, sometimes when I see AI being utilized by, um, you know, utilizing multiple cultures. I have no idea, which is there's no judgment there. I just don't do that. I'm just curious sometimes. So I think it's really important for me. To clarify myself, rather than evaluate people, so I often use Indigenous futurism on mine, so people know what is very specifically me. I have never used any other, like I've never entered a prompt for Asian or Black or or anything else at all. I've just never done it. I've never used any other artist's name in any of my prompts, um, and I'm like I'm always so curious as to you know if we kind of had full, you could see everything, every prompt that somebody's ever done. Uh, you know, what are we all using there? And we talk about Web3 as this place of transparency. So I'm just always curious. Imagine if we, every prompt that we ever used was actually minted on the blockchain. <laughs> I'm just curious about that. How would we feel about that? Like, how would you do uh, as far as whether or not we're getting a really good representation? So I think it's just, again, to pinpoint the conversation about you know who we are in this space there's a lot of diverse community and inclusion is really important um and also advocacy for those that are underrepresented is really important so um certainly wanting to stand up and and, and mention shout out all those people in this space and using a little compassionless evaluation on what people are doing uh, we're all learning a lot of us here uh, even though you know i'm a gen x uh, punk rock punk. <laughs> creative since i was a child so i've been many many years of of being a creative physical uh to digital art now so um it's you know we're trying to figure out for me i'm trying to figure out how to incorporate lens based and retro uh filmmaking into um the ai component so i just yeah i just wanted to say hello and remind us uh, of all of the different kind of cultures we have in this space. And also multi-chain is really, really important. Sustainability uh, really is about um, what we're bringing to the space um, and how we're doing it. Uh, and, w- and we're encouraging people to grow and, and have confidence in, in the new technology um, as we do. Others will as well. And I'm TB. <laughs> That's it. It's
1: a pleasure, TB. That, thank you so much. Thank you for bringing your knowledge and your, I mean, honestly, vast, I mean, yeah, vast knowledge of different, I guess, cultures, I, I suppose. Yeah, like, it, it's one of those things like, I, I mean, I don't really want to speak on it. It's definitely one of those topics that can can end up being, um, you know, touchy. So uh, I know that Black does have to hop here soon. Um, I know that you said it was one hour, right? So I, I want to give you your second and then um, uh, who is
4: next? Ibrahim? Uh, appreciate that um this has been an amazing conversation and appreciate you having me up here today uh so many great artists here and i think that everyone you know is such a great community and outside of all the sort of negative rhetoric that happens outside of our community i think as we continue to support one another and push forward with the goal of expression and empowerment more than anything else um we have a very very bright future ahead of us so with that I'm going to close out uh, myself. Um, I run a artist incubator with a critique studio. Um, anyone welcome to join uh, the links to my bio and go check it out. If you like, it's a very interesting space. Where we give like live feedback and stuff. Um, I'm just hosting a two hour long live critique session here and then four minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, I imagine appreciate you guys uh, having me up here and, and much love to everybody uh, that's here on stage. So have a good one. Have a great weekend. Touch some grass, make some dope shit. See ya. <laughs> Can't say it better, definitely.
1: And everyone follow Black, like I would say. Like I mean, he is definitely one of those uh, major uh, leaders in the space. I would say in the in the AI space. And I, I mean, honestly, he's a personal idol of mine. I, I would say I definitely, yeah, idolize you, man. I've been quoting you this whole space. Um, does anyone else want to? Uh, Shelby, actually, do you want to come to, come up to co-host so I can bring up more more speakers? <laughs> There's still some requests coming up. So I'm going to go ahead and invite you anyway. I'm going to say that you're going to say yes. But anyway, uh, who was next? It was Ibrahim and then uh long shot. And then Tammy, I think
3: you can throw me a co-host if you need a co-host.
1: Oh, Steven, here we go. Invite. There we go. Got you. Perfect. Thank you so much, man.
19: Okay. Uh, hello, dear Aaron, imagine Steven and all of my great friends. Uh, It's the first time that I have pleasure to be in your spaces. Uh, It's a very valuable conversation that you have here. And uh, I'd like to start my opinion with something. Me as a documentary photographer who got my BA in photography and MA in art philosophy, uh, I want to tell you guys something first. Uh, Art is a whisper of your soul. And when you are able to satisfy your inner voice with what you create, I think you did your job. And uh, a couple of days ago, I started my journey in uh, AI to start my making my an animation with some of my photos, which I brought them into the AI. I saw this. This is extraordinary. The experience was fantastic. And I just want to tell something to people who uh, act like AI is something forbidden. I want to tell them, guys, you are doing AI for 20 years, but you don't know. Every Adobe programs or program like that that you are putting your work there is another intelligence which is not yours. And uh, instead of writing prompts, you are using brushes there. And the software, with the help of your CPU, calculating your order and bringing it to your artwork. So uh, I think their side is ridiculous because sometimes they don't know what they do. And uh, I like to tell my friends, uh, it's what are, or all artists must do, that they they must move forward and develop themselves with with the, with the, uh, new knowledge. This is the reason and the only fact that you are able to make a legacy and uh, save your name in this art world. Otherwise, uh, nothing will be uh from you yeah thank you so much for having me
1: thank you for coming up and thank you for for speaking and welcome to the ai journey is what i will tell you 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 just started um yeah it's definitely one of those things where i mean you know even adobe uh, is coming out with these um you know the tools like firefly and Um, I know that my, you know, he's in the space right now, Taylor uh, artificial, if you want to come up to speak by all means, I'm going to invite you, but he's a, a firefly expert. He, he integrates everything. Like he's been, he's, he's been like, a. I guess like a, you know, designer for a while now. And he he integrates his mid journey with fire with Adobe arrow. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of, you know, going towards AR, AR with, um, with Taylor personally. Like that's my, that's my own angle, but um, anyway, Tammy. uh, And then I also want to introduce rim and Anna who just came up to speak.
7: Yeah. I just uh, wanted to say, you know, I've been working this whole time that we've been in this space. um, And I, This is the, you invited me in this space and it's the first time that I've had the pleasure of being in here. And I just wanna say how important it is that as artists, we have this place where we can all come together and tell our stories. Um, it You've created such a wonderful safe space that the things that we're hearing are such personal journeys. Um, and I think the gift that we all get being here in Web3 is that we get to actually talk to artists and hear what what they're feeling and what they're experiencing uh, when they're creating art Um, and you know we've never had that kind of access before to be able to speak to each other and speak to um, our collectors and collectors speaking to artists and you holding space like this and having such different diverse artists on here um just made for such a wonderful space today so i just wanted to say thank you for inviting me and i can't wait to come back to more of these
1: thank you thank you so much for being here tammy like honestly like i mean your like your contribution like everything that you've been saying in this whole this whole space i mean i wish i could you know memorize it off by like every single thing you said i'm i, I maybe someone should build a twitter bot that does that um uh, the API fees are a little hot, uh, high right now, I would say. Um, but no, I like, I mean, just, 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 your contribution, you being here, um, you being, um, just a speaker in the space and everything like that would be, um, and that was by the way, a free alpha for anyone who's looking for a, like, you know, a, a massive opportunity right there. Um, I guess. Um, but no, Tammy, um, in general, like seriously, like, thank you for being up here. Um, that is like, I appreciate the fact that you think like, like I try and make spaces as genuine as possible and as safe as possible. And that's it's, it's, it comes back to being yourself. Right. And it's coming back to being a flaws. Like, like I am flaws. I, I am like, you know, I have my own insecurities. I understand how people are insecure and I understand like I'm an artist myself. So I want to hear you guys' stories and improve my own art at the end of the day. Um, so I mean, uh, you know, just to, re- I guess, reset the room in-, in AI Imagine style. I mean, thank you for having, uh, thank you for being here um, on behalf of AI Imagine. Um, and then we have some requests too. Taylor requested up here. What's going on, my dude? And Taylor is artificial, artificially, yeah, artificially inclined over here. What's going on, my dude? Nope. Uh, okay, apparently Twitter sorry. is mega-rugging right now. But Anna, go ahead.
20: Uh, hello, hello. Thank you uh, that I can be a speaker here. Uh, actually, I only in a couple of seconds realized that it, uh, it's uh, IE space, and uh, <laughs> it's a little bit surprising because I usually draw by myself, but uh, I use sometimes uh, artificial intellect as uh kind of re- uh, references or uh you know a source of uh, inspiration for me uh and uh, uh especially in palette i think uh but uh you know guys uh, if you if you are always um have a deal with uh this uh artificial uh intellect art i have a uh, one question for you uh it's it's very interesting for me and i um I want to try it, but uh, now I can uh, can find the uh, appropriate uh, platform for me. But uh, recently, I, I talked with my husband, uh, and uh, he interested in uh, I, um, AI, AI uh, in uh, GPT. Uh, it's it's more about text, and he recently learned a, a one article um, when. A scientist uh, explored uh, the development of uh, artificial intellect and uh, uh, he made a conclusion that it's uh, it's not uh, very uh, perspective because uh, um, now uh, all the platforms has uh, have some uh, mistakes you know this uh, hands with uh, six fingers uh, or two heads etc etc so sometimes we can fix it uh, with some uh, models but sometimes we cannot especially if if you are not uh, professional if you are not, um Mm, uh, deep in the in this but uh, these scientists uh, said that uh, uh during the time uh, uh the uh, quantity the number of these mistakes will increase and one day it will uh you know it will come to the uh very critical point and after that it, it will uh, useless uh, uh it, it will be useless results um of anything of of uh, texts, of uh, images, and uh, I want to know maybe your uh, opinion about that. Uh, d- uh, c- can you agree with that or not? Uh, what is your ideas? And uh, I'm sorry if I was not uh, wasn't very. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, my language uh, is not so good, so. Uh, <laughs> i'm sorry if it's not so
1: no no no. you're fine <laughs> you're, you're perfectly fine and you and, and if like i i didn't really understand the question but i'm i think i got uh like how you piece your prompts together and like and then initially like it was do like for could you like give me like a, a summarization of the question i didn't i didn't fully understand i'm sorry okay. and this is for i guess everyone okay. to be honest i guess
20: you know. Okay. Uh, uh, so, for example, we have uh, some versions of Majority, right? I don't remember their uh, numbers, but we have the first one, the second one, and uh, some of them uh, uh, teach themselves on the previous versions. And uh, next uh, each of next versions uh, has a number of mistakes. I mean all, all the stuff with hands and uh, double faces, etc. So do you think these mistakes uh, will be improved by uh, creators of uh, uh, artificial intellect platforms or it will uh, or these mistakes uh, accumulate and there will be more and more. Uh, in future I mean not uh, right now but in future because
1: right so if like mid journey six came out and then there was like you know no like you know the hands were perfect or something like that right or something like you know like because I've had issues with hands like I like I was mentioning earlier the, the the living robots collection that I'm making right like it comes out with like four different arms or you know five fingers or something like that in in the hand uh that's strumming a guitar. And I, I, on the answer to that, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, um, and please anyone feel free to unmute, but these, uh, these image image generation models are learning on themselves. So every time we prompt them, they're going to learn better. So, I mean, the more prompting that we do, um, and the more prompting that we, you know, sort of, yeah, the more, the more data we gather at the the end of the day is, is going to be, uh, that's that's your win um so i I think that's why five two is uh, mid journey five two specifically is much more better than you know 5.0 because we have you know they've they've done their stuff on their end but they've also received the community feedback of hey this is going wrong this is going wrong this is also going wrong right so um that's kind of how the i i i that's how the tools specifically would work but then you know modeling your own um image generation models that's a, that's a whole nother conversation which i'm uh, i'm still learning and uh, i can't really speak as an expert on that one um, but maybe steven or tammy can
7: thank you for Go that sir uh,
1: no by all means of course and thank you thank you for coming up here
7: I was actually just going to speak to uh, what we you were talking about with the um, the training of the AI, and it's funny. um, I've used I use Midjourney as. The majority of my work is through Midjourney, and it's it's really come to know me very well to the point where um, I use time a lot in my images, clocks, and um, in my prompts. I always use like um, you know, avoiding time or um, distraught. Because of time or something, and so now, like even if I have nothing in there about time, nothing about clocks, nothing, it will put images of clocks in my um work. Um, so I've developed this relationship where it knows what I like, and I think that is so cool
1: it, it, the, the same thing happens to me like I have to reset my journey every every other day or something like that where it just you know it'll pick up on, on what I'm trying to do too much. And even with chat GPT, it'll pick up what I'm trying to do way too much. And it's just like, Hey, chill out. You're like, just let me reset you real quick. It's like, uh, you know, doing the, uh, like holding your PC shutdown button, uh, and then making it shut down if you're that old and you remember how to do that. <laughs> um, Steven, anyway, uh, uh, bye
3: yeah. Home. Wow, I just I just heard I just heard my fourteen uh, four modem in the background. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what it is. Uh, here's the thing for me. Uh, first of all, I, I just I just had a really emotional moment because somebody purchased an uh, an image, an edition on OpenSea. It was the first sale from that collection in eight months. Congratulations, man! Thank you, thank you. It's and and it actually ties right into this because the image was captured on an iPhone five in 2014. And I think the quality of the tool is irrelevant to the message of the work, right? It's, it's when we're going to look back in history, we're not going to look at the quality of the image. When we look at his- photography historically, we don't look at photos from camera obs- obscuros and, and, and uh, you know, just, you know, uh, Ansel Adams images, you know, right, without any crazy manipulation, whatever it is, we we see the vision. We don't see the overall quality. It, it's, it's conveying a story. The, I think when we look back in history, we're gonna see early digital photography as totally acceptable because that was the available technology at the time to capture whatever we were intending to capture and put out there in the world, that moment in time. And I think the same thing will become true, and this is even more forward-looking because we haven't even gotten to that point where we've accepted what I'm saying, but the same thing will be true for AI. Um, it, it's you have these early models, and it's what it is is it's all machine learning. We are not at true artificial intelligence. We are not. We haven't reached the singularity. We are not at AGI. That's a whole different topic of conversation. When we have the ability to create with AGI, I mean, are we really creating at that point, or is it creating itself? Let's not go there. <laughs> but, it's, you know, I, I think, though, like you mentioned, like mid-journey upgrading models and this and that, I have, for instance, I, to, to make it personal, I have a collection that I put out. It was one of my earliest things I, I created with mid-journey, amalgamating it with, you know, some Lightroom and, and photography elements. And I was thinking I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a drop on foundation. Um, and I was kind of looking back at this going, wow, that's early mid-journey models. Like, it, it's not that great. But the same thing applies. The imperfection is perfection. Those were the tools that were available at the time to create. And I think there's inherent value and provenance, like significant provenance in, in creating and, and, and dismissing those notions of this isn't great because equality isn't great. If that's how you had the ability to create that. that. Is the intention like delivered? So I think we need to, you know, restructure our mindset on how we look at these things. I think we always want the newest thing technology-wise. And trust me, I really want a new computer right now because (laughs) stable diffusion is pushing my 2018 Mac Pro like to the limits, right? So like the technology is essential, but yeah. At its core, it's it's about the message that the image conveys regardless of, of the tool. And I'm not saying that, you know, like all art, it, you know, of course, it falls back into like what Black was saying with the intention of the artist.
1: Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. Like, and yeah, I can definitely relate with those stable diffusion issues right now. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I need a Crazy. graphics card right now. Like, for real. Like, it's it uses way too much compute. Um, if there was a way to, you know, uh, cloud that and all that stuff, like, I'm not, I'm not that engineer. I'm not that type of engineer, but I'm sure there's a way to put it in the cloud and all that stuff. But um, TP, please, um, and then RIM, um, please introduce yourself. Uh, it's RIM... Uh, uh, Rem. Ramcom, I believe.
21: Oh, yeah.
1: oops. So it was. I just want to do a quick introduction. and TV, please. Uh, by all means.
21: After him, I will do that. Or now my turn. You can do it now. Oh, bravo, bravo! Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, guys. Hello. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> How are you doing?
21: Thank you so much. A little bit tired because we were today all day in the beach and. Uh, after the beach, I don't know. It's, it's, we should to be happy because fantastic weather, fantastic water, and it's really amazing. But I don't know why. I always uh, when I came back home after the after the sea, uh, I feel like I worked all day. <laughs> oh, yeah, really, it's true. And I called uh, fantastic prosecco. <laughs> uh, and so my, my name is Rima. I, I, I am digital artist, uh, well, beginner, beginner digital artist, uh, maybe one year. Because before I worked only uh, uh, with traditional materials. Uh, I never ever to study to be artist. Uh, I just studied to be. Uh, in uh, in designer in a uh, design, design school in Moscow and but also we got some lessons to 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 make some simple things for drawing and all my life i was full in love with drawing with painting uh why enjoy your space uh, about ai uh, you know because my husband he's crazy of ai uh, he started his career maybe two months ago, maybe a mo- little bit more. Uh, his name is Danny Tandu. We have uh, many, many collaboration. And what I want to say quickly, uh, you know... Um, before his his crazy uh, creation I, I hate i i i didn't want to accept it because i do when i do some art I even the last my art not last last but i mean the last one uh, i i used to i i spent two nights and two days because also we have real life here yeah? we have children family and so uh, the eye artists usually, they used many, they made the generation uh, they, um, and many, many pieces and they minted so many pieces. Sometimes lazy eye artists, they, do, doesn't, they don't like to use a correction to make a good result. So, but when my husband decided to enjoy my life like an artist, he decided to be an eye artist. Uh, you know slowly slowly also if i I become to beautiful in love with Zae too and but only one big problem you know why because when he created, when he generated some nice arts, uh, I'm perfect and I like so much to to make correction. For each other. <laughs> really it's true. Sometimes he made for me 10-20 pieces. And after he, he went to sleep. Oh, only me. <laughs> only I do correction. Because I like so much. When people they can say. This is the best. This is the cool. When uh, it's fantastic eyes. Fantastic details. I like so much. I know some one day my perfectionism will kill me. But I like when I love my result, because I think even as IE, we can make we can combine together and we can make IE more fantastic, you know, more, more, more nice. Uh, it's the magic because even in UK it was not successful, maybe there is, there was not good eyes uh and there may be some problem with the uh, hands but good details okay i will spend two three hours i will make my eyes inside <laughs> i will make uh, i will play with uh, light with uh, colors i will make fantastic fingers and so in the result you can you will see and you will say oh really it's really cool i like and also i started to use I for background even uh, for the last week i uh, my i sent for the exhibition It was a big challenge from mental health also about authenticity and i made girl this uh, kind of destroyed mask because uh, I, my message, it was like, uh, I, um, we have to wear mask because we are going to the space, we enjoy space, but sometimes we are tired, sometimes we are not happy, but we cannot be always upset or always happy, but in in the space we have to be happy. Mm, positive, happy and visit uh, friends when you can see your friends also uh, one two hours before you, you also you have to wear mask. Uh, but even you drink just one two glass of some wine, you forgot about your mask and you will destroy your mask you will be real you will get your authenticity and also the same uh, uh, with, with us with uh, artists and i made a girl with uh, uh, she destroyed some mask she she decided to take off mask and also when i do my art uh, i i don't speak i i like to to be honest with myself in uh, uh, that moment when I do art, I I, I, I don't like enjoy spaces, because uh, I have to be honest for me. So you know I use the my background of my art uh, and uh, the front all also like a, like a, the the first start of the vision. I use the generating uh, collage from I. I made only girl i uh, made correction for this mask but i helped me to save my time because um, it sometimes is really cool and together when we can combine together is the best i love it so much and uh um, and to be honest sometimes when we do the photo shooting and professional photo shooting i also i like so much uh to do uh, photo shooting is my hobby and i use, i use photoshop for this yeah and if to if you will think about photoshop is like a simple I <laughs> like this yeah uh because the picture is nice when it's a real picture but it, without your correction, it will be mm, mm, so so. But if you want to make fantastic results with fantastic um, the skin, um, eyes, um, details, it's, it's the same. It's totally the same when you use your skills, technology, and you will make picture ready like for the cover of the magazine. So this is my story. How slowly. Step by step, I started to love AI and uh, <laughs> but sometimes I really, I have to destroy the computer because because <laughs> even when he came back from, ho- from the work, my husband, he came immediately to the computer to make new, new, new. I stopped, said, нет, no, stop, please, <laughs> stop, <laughs> relax. Oh, thank you so much, Casey.
1: No, you're you're welcome and 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 that that speaks to really everything to be quite honest. It's it's one of those things like perfection, I mean, I, I guess beauty is in the eye of the beholder at the end of the day, right? But it it speaks to it speaks to like, you know, like perfection perfectionism and perfecting your AI and perfecting sure, making sure each piece is, you know, uh perfect in your eyes. Uh, definitely puts in the work like that's that's your that's 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 your work right there you know and obviously it's being shown um you know with uh, i'm looking at the piece that's on that's pinned on your profile right now and it's just like you can see it like every single detail is shown and you want to you want to show all those details because you can be uh you know a lazy prompter i guess is the best way to describe it and not really prompt uh, efficiently um but uh, i do want to close up the spaces here in in the next like uh, 10 minutes or so so tp uh by all means
16: i i, I was actually raising my hand in response to um uh, to the last two comments before rim spoke but um okay so i shared my work about that um one was take a while guess what automatically generates for me after a year and a half yes it's teepees (laughs) so anyways uh yes we are training um i did want to say um uh in response to steven's comment as well which is when at the point i decided to raise my hand because we're talking about tech and we're talking uh i've been um uh, a volunteer doing e-waste recycling with inner city youth indigenous youth uh, in the province up here and I've done that for, you know, I did that for probably about 15 years um, all the work that I create is on e-waste literally the 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 photo series that's on my pin tweet um, that's 100 meters and it was done on Photoshop 7 <laughs> and the piece that I pinned up here is also it's been i created uh ai and then i edited and then i all the the frame around it is all digital art uh in the style of our moccasin our beaded moccasins up here uh, because we do floral uh, beading Um, so it's an incorporation of that that is also uh, that was done and it's a massive piece that was done for a display that was going through uh, times Uh, um, NFT NYC this year Um, and so now I'm working on that one to animate it and and things like that because it's not minted so I just wanted to encourage again um, a lot of the programs I like e-waste I think it's you know I'm an environmental science graduate for indigenous uh, traditional environmental knowledge I'm a vegan punk rocker (laughs) so I'm not your stereotype the piece up there is called Warpath Uh, It's all done on e-waste. I believe in walking our talk, um, understanding in the space was really important for me when I first came into NFT Web3 was ESGs and also the difference between, and speaking about this a lot, the difference between way back then in 2021, between the difference, uh, the difference between layer two, the difference between proof of work and proof of stake and understanding all those things in the space. There's a lot when we think about tech and what we're utilizing here and why we're utilizing it so you know in the uh, without without virtue signaling it's really important that we understand that there's different communities and that's what i uh, wanted to speak on and anybody that's in this space you can create as steven was saying um with just what you have and not only that but I wanted to encourage people really to understand, uh, you know, creating your in your own style. Uh, it's really important for me. I really love uh, uh, science fiction and I always have. So indigenous futurism, uh, but also retrofuturism. And I'm, I work in the film industry uh, and I just wanted to say uh, I use also a lot of vintage film and I, and I can't wait to incorporate all of that as my original images when, uh, you know, a lot of the images that I've done already are that way so anyways i see <laughs> you're trying to end but i just yeah i just wanted to encourage people oh no no i just saw your mic going off i was just i
1: <laughs> no you're good i was actually gonna say if you're into retrofuturism you should get this film stock it's called retrochrome um they do it in like multiple um like formats they do it 35 120 um four by six two actually so um retrochrome is one of my uh favorite um, whatchamacallit, like one of my favorite film stocks to shoot on. Uh definitely to try it out. Um but yeah, I do want to say like this. Wait, can I
3: ask a question? Yeah, by all means, Steven. He <laughs> started talking about film stock, and I'm like, <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. And I'm like, I don't want to go too deep down the rabbit hole, but I've been loving Cinestill, which is repurposed 35mm. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to use that. I've used both the color and the black and white, and I literally shot an entire collection on the black and white just scanned to mint. Like it's that stuff is amazing.
1: Interesting. Synestil. So any any specific uh stock that you use?
3: I used the it's it's the double black XL or XXL. um and carries it, and then I was using the 800T, which is the tungsten balanced color. Yep. I've used 800T. Uh, that. Was good too. Yeah, it's good for I've, I've I think like astrophotography. Before.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's what? the one that I used out in, uh, actually lived in Vegas for a while. So I, I used 800T and, um, like daytime photography. It was, it was yep. weird because yep. you have to like slow it down, but you know, it was one of those things where it worked. Um, Oh, but no, we're we're definitely off the AI art conversation <laughs> now I'll say that. Yeah,
16: it's the same. So
1: uh, I'm going to wrap it <laughs> I'm going to wrap up this uh, sorry go ahead. T-P. No I
16: just wanted to finish that because that's the whole point I was trying to make is like I have uh, I'm incorporating a film doing my own film but also splicing 1950s film and then creating retrofuturism with that in AI. So that's like what are, what can we do with what we with the tools that we have and also um, none of that is digital yet, so it completely you're 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 uh, again utilizing new tech to bring those into formats that we can use here. So I just I, I, you know, I, I the eight millimeter cameras, the projectors I found all were e waste. People threw them out, <laughs> and I was like, what? And I scooped them up and just fixed them up. So I'm just saying that we use old tech to build on the foundation of our original creative process into new tech. And we always have, and I've been doing digital art and, and, and things for um, over 25 years. So definitely all that knowledge and we're evolving. Don't be afraid of tech is my point. Woohoo!
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Don't be afraid of tech. And I mean, honestly, you're seeing, uh i mean i'm 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 kind of bullish right now on 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 crypto right now so you know we're seeing some massive pumps so so don't uh yeah yeah don't don't be uh scared of tech at all is what i would say but i'm gonna close this space out thank you everyone for coming to the ai imagine space uh, ai imagine ai art space we're talking about attention economy and sharing your artist story um thank you all the hosts that were here um here earlier um the co-host uh function was here earlier um all the artists that were here earlier that that gave their takes their speech uh their i mean they took uh voice out of me you know the the amount of um uh you know emotion that they were putting into their uh their their, uh, i guess their their speak their speeches or whatever you i guess whatever you want to call them but um Quick uh, thing on AI Imagine. What we're doing is we're bring the community forward. Uh, We want to actually have the community actively follow, like through following an artist. We want to have that uh, community member be an active participant in the platform and be a stakeholder. Um, So that's a little thing on AI Imagine. I'll say that like we want to we we really do focus on community. We want the communities to be like stakeholders of like artist pools, essentially. Um that's, that's just a quick sum up um but i'm gonna leave you guys with this have a great friday um there's a i have a song stuck in my head uh it's an older song, but if you remember this uh like let me know but um it's called pump it up and uh yeah follow everyone um thank you everyone for uh being here and um yeah have a great friday and weekend nice i'm a, i'm gonna tell you something when the world starts to get really bad. And these mugs
0: out here robbing, you're going to love digital currency. All these motherfuckers They be running and gunning And I'm all like I'm sitting back Just having fun in the sun And then I'm like One out of a hundred I'm just building up on it So some of everything We built are in the last hundred Other sets You're getting salty Feeling faulty You ain't no man I keep robo here Grinning it Throwing up anarchy Smoking toiletries Spitting philosophies Look at the dossier We rack like geology This layers to this shit Like it's sedimentary. All these little onion peels Getting torn off and buried Imagine the smell That shit is a vital experience Without knowing and now you will not survive, period. Uh, he's <laughs> a fucking trip, man. Jimmy, you know if you Jimmy, you know if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death like on a
13: space for a little you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house son. I swear to god man, I've got fucking loads of weapons on my dogs, man. You just a little laugh, man. Go on. Fuck off, man. Do one. Fuck
0: off. Harmony. No, another one, do you looking for a fucking job. You're fucking idiot. You've just been fucking at my desk. <laughs> Fuck off. Try to change the course of the portion philosophy. I'm just here for the corporation sponsored lobotomy. Feels like I won the lottery. Like I'm ghosting this pottery. Chill, Demi. Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting. If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle. You would try to train your muscle. Air dropping like a fatal hustle. But the pay is buzzing. Think of all the loss of crew just to pick up off the tricky custom. I'm not be All those sub downs would make up for something. I guess it just goes to show. The fuck do I know? At least it's quiet over here. I like my little silo. It's better than watching them fight over how to divide my time between Sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zab and moldy shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash phone bang They feeling like paparazzi, snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, Meteora, Jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We rapping a lot of play dirt, maxing out relators Imagine the smell, $5 wrench to your Darth Vader It's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance That
22: everyone here is talking about
1: uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to lunch, uh
4: in order to take over the chain. Is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's
22: no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, balaclava, and they have wrench, and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh in the shower with you know we're trying to wash that uh, their mice uh droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there's someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we uh we hit them with the wrench really, really hard and then they say, Stop, don't do that again, and we say that's okay. Just Mm -hmm. give us your validator note and then they give it to us and we drive it to China.